0: This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Credit like this Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans.
1: Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 342. You can listen to all of our past episodes, marking Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iTunes, of course. Go check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. Also purchase a t shirt, Pro slash Markin'Out. You can go check out youtube.com slash Out. 11 check out cooking with Brandon um yeah twitter at Marking out at at bttg161 at dave the rave underscore m-o-s i am dave and i am alongside Brandon Brandon how are you doing i am doing
0: awesome as always
1: nice so how was your week
0: my week was fantastic
1: wow did you tire out Everyone knows you had a long weekend.
0: I actually, I didn't. The, the only thing that really sucked was having to take the train home at like 12 o'clock. hmm But uh, other than that, I'm like, I'm good. I, I I I really do think that if I did all four, I would be screwed. hmm So having the break in between TakeOver and Raw and SmackDown was good.
1: That was tr- treating you kindly. Yeah. You are able to rest a little bit. Yeah. All right, so that's good. So, where would you like to start? Well, I want to start first with. First of all,
0: did you do anything fun this week, or no?
1: Yeah, um, I guess we'll start with my weekend.
0: Do you um, want to speak about that in like? Well, I mean, you not your weekend, but like Monday, mm-hmm. you, obviously you went. Um, I
1: don't know what happened on Monday. You went to a house show? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. 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 No, before that, uh, we went to Tim McGraw and Faith Hill in concert. Uh, that was uh, I got my girlfriend, Erica, a gift and we went over there and that was awesome. That was a great concert. Um, the opening act was Maggie Rose, who I was impressed with. I thought she had a really uh, she had a few catchy songs and very, a very uh, good voice. Reminded me a little bit of like a Miley Cyrus look, though, um, with like fishnets, st- uh, the fishnet top and then bleach blonde short hair. Kind of like what also Katy Perry's going for now. Um, but the music was awesome. The crowd was alive. The one thing that I did notice is that they don't like I thought that Garth Brooks was a better showman than Tim McGraw and Fatal, you know? Yeah. I, I thought, well, I, like, I, I mean, I don't know yet. But, you, but like, I, I I'll, think I'll find
0: so, out in October or whatever. Yeah, you'll it.
1: find out. Like, I think that because Garth Brooks was, like, running from stage left to stage right and back and forth, and he was having the crowd get involved and let's see who could, which section's louder, and then battle with the, the crowd levels. And Tim McGraw was very, fo- and Faith L, they were very focused, I feel like, more on each other. And I get it. I think that their songs are more intimate. I mean, they have a few songs that are not related to relationship, but for the most part, it's involving relationship. And I feel like for a good part they were singing to each other, and here and there they would engage the crowd, but not as much. Uh, Not really, I don't think there was any point that I saw them run around the stage, or anything like that. Um, Faith Hill, I was really impressed with her guitar skills, and It's funny because I know more of her songs than I do of his. I was surprised. I knew a lot of both of them. I thought I, I knew that I knew a good, like a good amount, but I didn't think I knew that many. Um, and the ones I didn't know, I enjoyed. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, enjoyable. And yeah, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the concert. Um, the set is really cool. There's a few songs where Faith Hill performs that they have, uh, really cool uh background a computerized digital background to it where and then you have it it was like a light show at times where you had all the poop uh purples and blues and everything shooting out all over and it was very cool to see um so and then that led into we spoke about Cracker Barrel already um that was last week (laughs) yeah the only other thing was uh The only other thing, I believe, was the house show. I went to WWE Smackdown Live with Erica on Monday. So instead of watching Monday Night Raw, we went to the Smackdown house show up here. And that was a lot of fun. you got to see people I wish I got to see also. Yeah, I was surprised by some of the people. I mean, the unfortunate thing was that it was the day after the pay-per-view, so I question if that's the reasoning for their booking. I think there, out of all the matches, only two matches were singles. Everything else was a tag team. Um, so I could only assume that it's a way to get people to have like that rest day a little bit more. Who was on the, the single? Who were in the single matches? Um, the single matches was so to go down. It, it opened with Usos defending their titles against New Day and um, Brizango in a triple threat uh, tag team match. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Awesome to see Breezango in action. New Day, they actually had the cereal box, which I didn't expect, like that big cereal box that they had at WrestleMania. Well, they didn't come out of it, right? They just No, were, they, didn't, right. they didn't come out of it. I yeah, think, I see that's what they do for house shows. Yeah, I'm trying to think if Big E did, but I don't remember. But yeah, they did that. Um, the crowd loved it. It was a great opener. A lot of fun. Uh, then that led into, I believe, another tag team match. Ty Dillinger teaming up with Luke Harper to take on Eric Rowan and Aiden English, which was awesome. I marked out for seeing Luke Harper and, and Eric Rowan because I liked the both of them. Um, and then that led into Naomi. I, think, I don't know if this is the exact order now that I think of it, but Naomi teaming up with Carmella. To take on, um, I mean, um, Carmella teaming up with Natalia to take on Naomi and Becky Lynch. So the same thing that took place on SmackDown. Pretty much. Uh, same perpet- Alcom? Uh, Yeah, Naomi. Was, was Ellsworth there? Or? Yeah, Ellsworth was there. Um, different involvement. Like Carmella didn't really tease the entire cash in like she did on SmackDown. Uh, that was all new spots and everything. Um, And then you had, in the main event, Randy Orton take it on Jinder Mahal in a last-man-standing match, which was very weird, the ending. It seemed a little bit like just out of there. So uh, what was it? Randy Orton – no, Jinder Mahal uh, hit Randy Orton with something, and then Jinder Mahal was the one that was – no, Randy Orton was the one counted out. Wait, other way around. Randy Orton hit Jinder. But then Randy Orton didn't get it didn't get his feet in time. I think one of the Singh brothers may have been holding down his foot though. So he couldn't stand up. I I saw
0: Orton versus Jinder also. Yeah. In a dark match and it was just like I don't I don't I don't understand what they why they do that.
1: I don't and, think And it. and
0: it, what sucked even more, like I just spoke about it last week, I believe. Um and the the ending of the match was it was for the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. and the ending was of course Randy Orton hits the RKO one two and then the Singh brothers get in there and beat up. One. Yeah. yeah, like um, I don't I don't understand the booking and people on Twitter are like, well he's a heel so it's all right. I'm like it
1: just it's every single match is the same I, outcome. Yeah, I know same outcome. Um, I'm going to talk about that, I guess, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really helping him out too much, especially because it's the same outcome as well, the yeah, distraction it of the picture. It, it can't be helping him out. It's making him look a little bit weak. Yeah, uh, I don't. Especially as your champion, which you don't, I mean, I get it. It's been over three months. Uh, he's already had a longer title reign than Daniel Bryan, Mick Foley, and a few others. But I It's already I don't... been
0: three months and they're giving, they're still having Orton involved. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, Uh, hopefully Orton will see his way out of it. This feud has been going on way too long. Um, But it's funny because like there's
0: I mean reports that Orton's not happy with his position in the company right now. Yeah, Um, like storyline wise, but it's like I wish he would just suggest like, oh, let me go to NXT.
2: Yeah, I I wish so much.
0: It would do so much for NXT, and it would like
1: breathe life into Randy Orton again. I I wish. I wish we would get to see that, you know? But I think that the solo match, the singles match, was Baron Corbin taking on Nakamura. Um, Wait, was it? Yeah, Baron Corbin taking on Nakamura, which was a fun match. Baron Corbin, I, I love his new theme song. It's I know because it's the beginning of Bye, Bye, Bye. That's why you love it. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, it just makes me want to break out into dance.
0: No, no, I, I like, like you're joking, I, but it is 100 the, percent the same exact intro as Bye I, Bye Bye. Yeah, I, I can see what you say. CFO you're saying. CFO money was like, oh my god, this song is the best song ever that I ever wrote, <laughs> and then like you play it, and Justin Timberlake hears it, he goes, wait a minute, I I sung that song and made it a huge yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah, it's the I same definitely... exact
1: intro. If you listen to it side by side, same same exact intro. Yeah, I do like that intro though. I like the 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 chanting, kind of like a Halo esque chanting. Um, but I really like that theme song. But it was a good match. I mean, it was what you expected, you know. But seeing Nakamura was always amazing. Um, then you had another solo, Dolph Ziggler taking on Sin Cara. Um Ziggler, really? playing it. yeah, Ziggler playing the heel, big time. At first, what? he was getting. At first, he was getting cheered, and it was kind of like everybody was cheering, going back and forth with Sin Cara and Ziggler, and then it got to the point where Ziggler got on the actual mic and put down the crowd to make sure that he it was deciding like he is the heel. You should be booing him. So he got on the mic and was just like, "This crowd, you guys in Albany, you all stink," and this and that and that. That's like um, such a.
0: Uh, who was in the tag match again?
1: The uh, – with Luke Harper? Uh, Luke Harper. And Dillinger? And Dillinger taking on Rowan and oh. eating English. But, yeah, he, Ziggler played up the heel card big time. Um, and his character, his gimmick was more of a – like his um, character on Southpaw Wrestling. It was very um, Motley crue Yeah. With the long hair and everything like that. But that's really – I feel like we've been seeing that from him for a long time already. Um, so nothing new there. And then you also had this was kind of because you originally, I think it was going to be Kevin Owens taking on AJ Styles for the U.S. title. But then it got, I mean, they didn't even make mention of it, but it ended up, of course, being a tag team match of uh, Sami Zayn team, teaming up with AJ Styles to take on Kevin Owens and, um, who else was in there? Oh, uh, Rusev mm. and Rusev, which was that was an, a really fun match. And I know we see Sami Zayn and Owens a lot. And I know you you hate seeing them. I always I do enjoy always watching them. And I just seeing that live again. It, it just it was a good match. Um, overall, the event was not as crowded as I expected. I know it was a house show. But I still expected a little bit more a uh, little bit more, you know it, it was, I mean I understand that it was up on a Monday and Monday after SummerSlam died, a lot of people would rather be home checking out to see what is going to take place. but I yeah, I was very surprised with that um. It's Not funny. Really.
0: It's weird like like they advertise what they advertise and then like it changes too.
1: Yeah, I know. The one thing that they let's see, the one thing that they kept I think was the Last Man Standing match. Um of Jinder versus Orton. But like on, on I Smackdown, was, on Smackdown uh I was they were
0: advertising for the dark match was uh Orton AJ and Nakamura versus Mahal, Kevin Owens and Corbin. Uh-huh. Which then obviously that got
1: changed into Orton versus Mahal. I still think that it was it was a fun event. Um it was kind of nice that the So it was back and forth. I would have loved for a huge crowd, a huge turnout, but on the other hand, it was also nice to be able to get in very quickly and leave very quickly. Unlike MSG or Nassau Coliseum where or Barclays where you leave and it's it's like everybody's elbow to elbow. Like over here it was very very easy. I well, I honestly, mean, the it, arena that the, you went to was already small, so yes, but the so the NXT show that I went to, the NXT house show, I think drew more. Was it the same same venue? No, no, different venue. The NXT was in a smaller venue at uh, the Albany Armory uh, Center or something like that at the Armory up here. And this was at the Times Union Center. And NXT, I believe, drew a larger crowd. Maybe you believe that because it's a smaller venue. It could have been. It easily could have been. But but the thing is, it was so sporadic at this event. You know, you had a club like the front rows were there were still a few seats open And then, like, just like if, like, we're usually, like, section 100s are at uh, arenas. There was, like, a cluster of people, and then there's just a huge grouping of empty seats. So did you move down at all, or? No, we we actually had pretty good seats. We were in the front row of our section, and we were directly. You were up in the twos, or? We were up in the twos, I think 219 or something like that. I think. Maybe not. Maybe we were on 129. But we were still – direct. like the ring was directly ahead of us, the stage. We were facing the stage, dead center, and it was perfect. Um, The one weird thing is that I guess for the house show, or maybe they didn't sell enough tickets, it was just so much dead space between where we were and where the last row of floor seating was. Just so much dead, dead space. um, Yeah, but it was still a lot of fun. I would do it again. I definitely want to go to now a TV taping uh, with Erica. We're kind of going through the loop. We went to, for her, she's never been. So we went to NXT first. Now we went to a SmackDown house show. And now hopefully we'll yeah, go but to, you went an actual, to an NXT house show. Yeah, yeah, which I, which I loved. I right, they're I good shows.
0: It. I very yeah. much so enjoyed it when I went to the at the garden. I, yeah, the, I, like takeover is just it's like a, it's a different feeling and I can't describe it. I yeah, I, I can't could. describe it. It's
1: just I know you, you're going to disagree with me, but I'm good. I don't feel a need to see. I
0: don't think.
1: I don't feel a need to see it. If you I feel like if I you it. went can, you, you, you if you went you would be like oh I was completely wrong. I feel like if I go to an indie <laughs> show, if I go to any indie show, whether it's WrestlePro at NYWC or something like that, with just a larger venue, I went to the same thing. No, it's I, not,
0: I, it's, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just different. It feels different. Um, I don't know why, but... I
1: don't know. I, I don't have an interest.
0: I mean, when when you there. go in a smaller venue, obviously, it's more intimate and everything, but... Just, yeah, exactly. Just to see that on a bigger, st- on a bigger stage and, like...
1: I'm it's, I am i i telling you,
0: I'm telling you, if you wet you'd be like I'm, my thoughts were completely
1: wrong. I was I just don't have a, a need for it. I, I don't I don't know. I read now that I saw NXT, I'm ready to wrong. see it's
0: not it's not it's different. Next year in Brooklyn maybe. Just say it. Pencil it down, you know,
1: next next year in Brooklyn and then next year the year after that in Jerusalem. We'll see what happens. Um yeah, what about you? Talk about your uh,
0: weekend run. I mean, basically, NXT. We started there.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's get let's talk about some NXT. How about it? Yeah. Um, So NXT put on uh, Takeover Brooklyn three. Yeah, which was center. Yeah, lived up to I feel the hype.
0: Before that though, I I'm really confused with. Uh, the amount of tickets they sold. Why I don't I it on when I first looked originally it said thirteen thousand something, which had mm-hmm. me disappointed because it's like NXT Takeover Brooklyn set the absolute bar for takeover shows. Uh huh. Takeover two up the ante, and then Takeover three was just like down in attendance. Mm hmm. Um, and then you. I went to Wikipedia today, and it's up to fifteen thousand tickets sold. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know what the real number is, but they had about six sections blacked out. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I, that's why, I, like, I can't like when somebody goes on a show and they're like, "Oh, NXT was sold out." It's like there was empty seats everywhere.
1: Yeah. Which, I, which I, even
0: I... even with that, had me like surprised because like takeover was a a really hot event for the past two years yeah so and, and then monday night raw they all they had i think all the sections were open smackdown had um one two three maybe four sections blacked out mm-hmm.
1: so um but overall how was the environment of it's good, and uh, I'm it? telling you,
0: yeah, it's always it's always good. But um, they opened up with the performance from Code Orange, mm-hmm. and for where I was sitting, it sucked. Yeah, I, I, you couldn't see them, and because it's so high up at Barclay Center, you can't hear them. I was actually surprised that they put on such a long
1: set. Yeah, I guess it was just the intro to take over. I... Yeah, but I wasn't s I alright, I expected like a short song, but their song was it felt like it was pretty long. It might have it,
0: been like three minutes or something.
1: Yeah. It felt pretty long. Um, but overall I I thought that they were pretty good. I mean, it was nothing too crazy, but it was alright. It, it it came off a lot better on the WWE network than it did for me where I was sitting in the arena. Um I'm sure if you're there live, it's probably just like bang your head stuff. Uh, and, and
0: from like when I was looking around during the opening performance, it didn't seem like anybody cared. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like anybody cared at all. Mm-hmm. They they had like when you look at it on the uh, on the network, they got people up there like moshing or like headbanging and stuff like yeah. it. they were all like walked over
1: there. So I don't know if they were, like, friends of the band, or... They may have been. I mean, it would make sense, just, like, that you would... I mean, they do that at awards shows, you know? Right. Where you have, like, that spa- extra space, so you bring up a few friends. Or even fillers, like, uh, at award shows, you know, where they hire fillers. Could yeah. you be easily so done so, like,
0: I don't know if they, like, had people, like, paid them, be like, oh, pretend you're having fun at this
1: concert,
0: <laughs> or... They were just maybe. friends and family of the band or something. Hey, it's I think, definitely I think us- the band is from Long Island.
2: Ah, interesting. Or,
0: or, like, or maybe not, actually. I see now it says Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: I could have
1: sworn I saw something with Long Island in them, but I guess not. No, that's okay. But, yeah, so it started with that concert, which was a huge set for them, a huge opportunity that I was surprised that WWE actually gave a band – uh, pretty much unknown, such a large spot, but so we I, can't I don't go think
0: through. I like next year. I definitely don't think it's necessary at all.
1: I I agree. I think that 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 metal spot or that even just that band's musician uh, musician spot isn't necessary to open a show. If you I think to, the if crowd is already
0: involved. Yeah, if you want to do that for a show, then just like stick to the download festival or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, the the crowd is already into it and pumped up enough for your first match. I mean, plus like you also already had a few pre matches, so you have a uh, the pre the dark matches or the tapings, and then you have your break for the musical band, and then you start Dude. the show. I think that yeah, they were like it's like eight, okay,
0: it's eight o'clock. We're gonna start the show. People were getting up and leafing. I guess to like go to the wow. bathroom or the concession stand and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And then by the time they were over
1: and Almas and Gargano got started, they were coming back. Mm-hmm. So. Well, as you just mentioned, Almas with uh, Vega took on and defeated Gargano. Long match. Very long opening I mean, match. I
0: wouldn't say it's very long. It was like – it wasn't like 15 minutes. might be a little under than that, but
1: – No, but it was well over five. Yeah, oh, yeah, obviously well over five. I mean, I didn't expect it to have – such a long match but i thought that it was a very good match very good opener who won and predictions? i, I love the ending who won I, with I, predictions who won with predictions you want me to tell you now for well we'll just do nxt right nxt i won i got five i went uh for the perfect uh predictions for nxt I got five. You got three. did No, hold on hold on, hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't predict one match. Was yeah. It, didn't you pick Authors of Pain? No. I went with Sanity. We both went with Sanity. I could swear I listened to it when, and yeah. you picked Authors of Pain. No, we both went with Sanity. Um, the only things that were different was you picked a Tommy and you picked Gargano. Right. But... Other than those two matches, so those two matches, the deciding factor ended up being that. Um, yeah. Mostly, so that I like, yeah. I really like that match where they had one spot,
0: Gargano. They were both on the top rope, whatever, and Gargano went to hit a move, and then Almas like flipped out of it
1: off yeah. the top rope. You know, was, I, I I hate saying it. Actually, I don't hate saying it, but I think you're right. What? The more I see Almas wrestle, the more I'm seeing it. Oh wow, look at that. But well, not, What was what was I not on. correct
0: about last week that you were that I was saying come to me in a few months? I don't remember. But not but I don't see Patron. I don't see Del Rio. Um, he could 100% be built up in that sort of spot. He he can but I feel
1: like he Especially is. now
0: that he has a a manager like Zelina Vega.
1: I think that he's a little bit, I think he has more potential or I don't know how to say this. I think that he has more technical skills than Del Rio. I mean, Del Rio, Del Rio had height to him too. So he had height and weight. uh, But I think that, I mean, they're both different built. I think that Almas has more of that technical aspect. I Uh, don't, I I
0: don't, I mean, if, I think Del Rio was more of like a technician than Almas maybe, is.
1: Maybe it's just been a long time since I've seen a Del Rio match, but I definitely don't see them as similar. You, you um, just said you did. Well, I mean that I, I see him. <laughs> I, I see him more as a, what you were talking with a title potential title holder and not like a two hundred five uh, wrestler. You know, not that high, strictly high fire uh wrestler. Right. He's, he's actually more than 205 anyway. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, you had the tag team match. Sanity picked up the victory over Authors of Pain. Um, this match was awesome. The crowd – how was the crowd during this match? It seemed like it was just – the roof was being blown off.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it started out with them not even, like, wrestling. It started out with them just, like, fighting. And – let, like that switch, and then um, they were they were get they got into the match, and Wolf was looking for a tag, and Eric Young gets on the the apron and sticks out his hand. Basically, yeah, and he's he, like, and then Dane gets off the apron, and then like the referee was just fine with that. It was weird, but I'm okay with I, that I, because I, I popped for that. I thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that because he wasn't in the match yet, so it was like a it was like a a. Nothing different from, like, New Day with you don't know who's gonna, who it's going to be and all three of them are in the ring. And then they decided at the last moment, okay, you're going to sit out. Yeah. And so he was standing on the ring apron. And I thought that that was a fun spot. That was a great surprise. Um, I wouldn't have expected that because you would think you, you wanted someone that could pair off size-wise. And then they take out Dane, who I would definitely – if you're going to put Young in, I would – think that you would take Alexander Wolf out, you know, give you that size advantage comparable to the Authors of Pain. But I loved this, this decision. I thought it was a great spot for everyone involved. Um, I where think, do you-
0: I think obviously the spot that people popped for the, the loudest was when um, outside the ring, one of the Authors of Pain caught Nikki Cross from the top rope. Who was hitting a cross body? Yeah, and then uh, Killian Dane just like completely bodied both of them into the table, and that was
1: such an an awesome spot. Like that was just, and that took them out for the match pretty much. But that was a great spot, and then it led into Alexander Wolf and Eric Young being able to pick up the victory. Oh, and just to set set up that spot, I was a huge fan of. Uh, because you had Nikki Cross get into the ring. And then Paul Ellery get into oh, the ring. yeah, I like that ring. too. I thought that was good. So I had to explain it to Erica. But the way that Paul Ellery rotated around, so yeah. this way the referee had to face him, allowing Nikki Cross to get to that other side of the turnbuckle and do her move. It was just such a, a slight switcheroo that was so smart and perfect.
0: Yeah, I you know, I really like that. And by the way, just to make mention of, they had when I when I first got to, got to the arena, they didn't have any of the uh signed takeover posters. Mhm. And then I did a loop around and they they I got back to the main the main uh merch stand and then they had them.
1: Oh, maybe they okay.
0: And I spoke with the guy that that was I guess in charge of the the merchandise. Mhm. And he said that they some of the, the newer guys like to sign longer or whatever. It probably gave me like a like a blow off kinda answer type of thing. Yeah. But uh the posters ended up not being signed by Alexander Wolf Killian Dane's not even on the poster, which I thought was weird. That is Um So that was like if you looked at that, that's kinda like a spoiler, maybe?
1: No because well, they, well, it had guess... a,
0: it had Alexander Wolfe, Eric Young and Nikki Cross on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean I'm, I'm I am still surprised that they didn't have them on there.
0: And then uh it wasn't signed by Authors of Pain. Ah. Um, yeah, So, so it, it's just I just had I had um and also Almas and Gargano they weren't featured on the poster. Interesting. So I really just Got Eric Young, Nikki Cross, Alistair Black, Hitami, Oscar, Ember, McIntyre, and Rude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which year sure? it, it sucks because like last year's poster had like the whole undercard and everything featured,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so did the one from two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Two
2: thousand
0: fifteen, I didn't have a signed one, but 2000, um, 2016, the only people that weren't that didn't sign it. Which made me just think that like maybe a like a manager guy that that works for WWE merch just wrote AOP on it. <laughs> like the only people that that didn't take part in in signing the poster last year was authors of pain. Hmm. And I thought it'd be cool. Like this year, I was like, oh, I mean, like I don't see why they wouldn't have Paul Ellering's signature
1: on it. Yeah. But meanwhile, authors of pain didn't even sign it. So talking about Paul Ellering, I guess we could. Are, are we going to talk about the bracket allergy that they had? I wasn't
0: actually planning on it, but we could. I mean, it, it starts next Monday.
1: All right, so then I'll well, mention, well, I I did enjoy how we spoke about Paul Ellery and Rachel Ellery and that connection not being mentioned uh, when they were talking about second generation and stuff, but, but no, they didn't make do, mention.
0: They do mention it, and that's what I specifically said is, why do they change her name? Oh, it was they the change knew. of the name. Okay. <laughs> Why? What was what were you gonna say? Oh I, I thought that they just didn't mention it at all,
1: the relation.
0: Know. Yeah, no, they, they mentioned it, which I didn't understand why they changed her name if they did mention it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, so Sanity picks up the victory, but as before they could even celebrate really, Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, um, and Bobby Fish through the audience Attack everyone. Uh, they take one of the guys from Authors of Pain, tosses him into the turnbuckle, cleans house, hit the, uh, what is it, The, the their dragon finisher. Um, but huge shocker and awesome spot. What do you think? Yeah, I was like, I yeah, because I, last week I said
0: I was hoping to at least see Red Dragon. That's I thought, up. Yeah, I thought that maybe they'd have like some sort of like big team up or something, and that obviously wasn't going to be the case. But then they they did this and they they
1: tore down the house. People went nuts. I'm sure. Um, what did you think about the aspect that they took out one of the authors of Pain members, like the larger? I, I don't.
0: Item? I don't really. The the when Authors of Pain lost, I was like, oh, they're just going to be up to the main roster tomorrow or or Monday or Tuesday hmm But well, that didn't even happen, so Yeah. But All right. uh, it was really cool. Uh and then also Corey Graves did commentary for this match.
1: Corey they, Graves they, did they, commentary, yeah. They
0: they billed this as a as a homecoming event. And I thought that they could have done more for the people to be in the crowd. Like uh, it, like during Sanity versus Authors of Pain, you're billing it as a homecoming have the past tag team champions there as much as possible. Um, like you could have had. I mean, I'm not saying have the Wyatt family there. I mean, Corey Graves was a tag team champion. So I'm curious. Yeah, so. What else if
1: you had Ascension in, in the audience?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you have the Ascension. You could have Lucha Dragons. You could have Blake and Murphy.
1: Well, Blake obviously, and Murphy, you I'm... can't
0: have Simon Gotch. Yeah. I mean, the revival, you could have them. I don't know if you're just going to keep them off TV for the injury, which we never even mentioned that Scott Dawson was injured. Yeah, it's such a. What's uh, up with them? I, I mean, had the torn rotator cuff or something, or is that. It's maybe... like
1: once they start to be used, they get hit with the injury plague. Yeah. I think that it's at the time where you may. I mean, even if you keep them separate, if you separate them just to get some. Uh, Get their feet going a little bit. What is that going to do to separate them for now until yeah. one of them's healed up?
0: But I, I think for this tag team match, you could have definitely had at least
1: Ascension in, and at least American Alpha in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, American Alpha, I don't know about just because different brands. Well, I, I don't know how that even worked. still NXT brings brands together. Yeah, but still,
0: Kalisto and Nakamura, different brands. They were there.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, also next up, you had the women. Yeah. Next up, you had Aleister Black pick up the victory over Hideo Itami, and I thought this was a really fun match. Aleister Black's entrance was sick.
0: Jim Ross called commentary for this, which was cool. Yeah, first Did time. through came time... out. Well, when they go, we were like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome a special guest uh, commentator. I was like, oh, snap. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then they go, good old JR. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, it would have been really cool if all of a sudden you're... And (laughs) Taz comes out.
1: I'm still waiting for one of those days. Like, Brooklyn would have went nuts if Taz came back. You know, that would have been pretty sick. I agree with you. I would would mark out for that spot. And it's
0: funny, because on Taz's show from... Friday, I think it was. They, uh, Jim Ross was on, and and they both were saying how they've never been to, they've never even been at Barclays Center. Interesting. Yeah. So this was Jim Ross's first event, I guess, at Barclays. But um, very. Cool. They but had they had the band that played Aleister Black's theme song. I thought that they had Code Orange
1: perform again.
0: No, I believe it was um, in in sediary. With the lead singer from Code Orange. Oh, okay. So, and then also that performance came off like garbage too. I, I, wa- it was- I watched it on the the network. I'm like,
1: this is com- like it's completely night and day. I I'm did. Like, I really. There. I did like that he walked past them performing. I thought that was cool. I was just like, how is this gonna? I hope someone, the lead singer, doesn't get too much into this and touches Aleister Black, you know? Because if they make any physical contact with Aleister Black, that kind of ruins the entire aspect of it being Aleister Black, I feel. Um, I don't know about that, but... Well, I mean, it, if they touch him or something and Aleister Black pays attention to them, I feel like it would take away from the aspect of the mysterious Aleister Black.
0: But it was definitely a lot better on on the network than it was in person <laughs> for me. And, right, and it's then. funny because it's like all, all like since they did away with pyro, it seems like almost everyone has fire in their entrance videos. Like Aleister yeah. Black has like candles everywhere. Yeah, Andrade Almas had like the the like the sparkler pyro that kind
1: of Del Rio would have had mm-hmm. at some and point. The one thing I didn't like, since you're bringing it up and everything, I don't like that it's the same set as SummerSlam yeah, yeah, and the same okay, set yeah. as Raw and SmackDown. I, I I
0: walked in I was like, oh.
1: That's yeah, that's the one thing I don't like is that it's the same repetitive set. Cuz like
0: the first takeover didn't even have a ramp to it. Yeah. It was just like Raw the the logo was different. It was based off the Brooklyn Nets, I guess, but uh and then last year's was even, was I believe it was even different than SummerSlam.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. what are you, you going to do?
1: Well, this match was actually really uh, hard-hitting. Black ended up bleeding at some point. Um, which, and, which it seemed like almost like instantly, like as soon as the match began, I feel like he was bleeding. Yeah. a um, good match. Good, solid match. I like that it was back and forth. Yeah, I when when Atami had to go to sleep, I was like,
0: "Oh, this like, I was right. He's gonna win." <laughs> and, then, and then it got reversed, I was like, "Oh, okay, of course I won." Yeah, yeah. So, but it was fun. It, yeah, definitely. It's it's cool because last year's takeover—that's
1: when Atami returned yeah. from his injury. Wow, he's been back for a while, and cool. hasn't done much. Right. Uh, next up, women's title on the line. Asuka defending against Ember Moon, successfully picking up the victory. Uh, Ember Moon heavily booed at, from the start. Very yeah. uh, surprising figuring that she is supposed to be uh, a face, but heavily booed by the audience, and they even made mention of that. Um, what was your take on that? I mean, you I, you had to just figure – Nobody wants to see
0: Oscar's reign, 500-plus-day yeah. reign, come to an end. Especially by Ember Moon. Yeah, because like they, they didn't build it up at all correctly. But no. I also don't... There's a slow build. I, don't, like, I, I can't buy Ember Moon to be the person that takes the title off.
1: Yeah, I agree. The, the
0: only thing that I could have seen happening was what I said last week. Yeah, I, I love that with Paige. After Asuka defeated Ember Moon, she gets on the mic, she's all out of breath or whatever. She goes, I want competition, I want competition. Out comes Paige. I never lost the title, et cetera. Yeah,
1: that would have been perfect. But I did like this one spot that was involving the referee where Asuka's pin uh, was broken up by the referee because she was caught using the tights. I don't think I've ever seen a pin broken up For using the tights.
0: I feel like I've never seen that before.
1: I feel like usually the referee doesn't see it or something. Or doesn't even make mention of it, you know? But this was actually broken up because of that. Also, by the way, Amber Moon comes out being booed, leaves being cheered. Yeah. That just shows you how much respect the crowd uh, has for her after that. They know. They recognize that she put on a good match. The
0: crowd was booing a lot of people. Though, like Bailey was interviewed before Takeover, she was like the boos were so loud. Yeah, which that has me disappointed and maybe thinking that the injury, I guess, is really real. Has you disappointed? Yeah.
2: Well, why?
0: Because I really wanted that heel turn on Sunday or Monday. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. and, And then, and then for just like people who were sitting ringside for this match, you had Becky Lynch, you had Bailey and you had Sasha. I think you could have had more as in like the current champions as well. Mm-hmm. As in Naomi could have been ringside and bliss could have been ringside as well as Carmela who has the briefcase just yeah. to show support for women. And they could have had women from Mae Young Classic. Not um, one woman from the May Young Classic was shown at all during this, and it starts next week. I think that would be a little bit risky. Well, in what in what sense? Well, a you
1: don't want to spoil who wins.
0: You're not spoiling who wins. You just have people from that that were in the matches.
1: Who, how do you pick who shows up? You just pick people. <sighs> even I... even
0: like during Gargano's match, I was like, I'm like trying to look like is Candice LeRae down there.
1: I, I don't know how. If, I guess I would be okay with it, but which I would. I, I
0: was definitely mark booking in my head there, where yeah. where for that match you could have had Candice LeRae sitting ringside. Zelina Vega does something shady, gets involved in the match. She hops the barricade, kind of like the the thing that Maurice did at mm. WrestleMania.
1: I didn't and even think she, about that.
0: And then the fans in Brooklyn would have went nuts.
1: I, I, Yeah, I think that would have been a good spot. I think that would have been the perfect spot to uh, advertise for the women's uh, tournament. Um, so anything else that you want to speak about this match? No,
0: I'm just happy that Asuka won. Agreed. The main event for the NXT Championship, you saw Dream McIntyre defeating the former champion of NXT, Bobby Roode. This match was fantastic. I marked out for Drew McIntyre's entrance to have the New York City uh, Police Department. Yeah. Yeah, the pipes and drums band. Yeah, I thought that was sick. I didn't know what was going on, and then I was like, oh, snap, they're playing McIntyre's theme song. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. I thought it was a really cool addition to it. What did you think of Bobby Roode's entrance? I hate that piano. I hate that big piano. They did that for another entrance, too. Right? I, I thought it was repetitive.
1: Like, we've seen that before.
0: Yeah, there's not much more you can do that... That you, Like, he already had a choir. Yeah. So.
2: That's very true.
0: But before we speak about this match, again, people sitting ringside for it. You had Kevin Owens, you had Samoa Joe... You could have had... Oh, I think Neville was ringside for this, too. Or Yeah, Neville was match. there. And you had... At one point, also, I forget what match, you had Kalisto and... Oh, for a Tommy's match, Kalisto and... Not more. were sitting there. But, like, yeah. you could have had... Like, Bo Dallas was a champion for a, a long time in NXT. But then
1: I feel like you would need to have Curtis If well, you have Dallas there.
0: You could have... Both spent time in NXT, different incarnations, but yeah. <laughs> and you could have definitely had Sami Zayn. You could have definitely had
1: Big E. I don't think. I, I think that they had enough. You didn't want to take away from the product. Yeah,
0: but it just like it just shows you that NXT is like the extra like step special.
1: Yeah, but like, I, I had, like
0: first takeover, I, it was either I think it was the first takeover. You had NWO sitting ringside. You had Hall Nash and I think Xbox sitting there. You had Ric Flair. You had Kana making her on-screen debut in WWE. The next year, she was Asuka wrestling in the in the match. You had I think maybe Sergeant Slaughter. You you have like these big names and like celebrities that they show. Uh-huh. And
1: I I just disagree with you. With uh, I don't having know. too many. It's, I don't know. think it's too but many. Uh, I
0: think you just you you put as many as you can. And then it's like it's like oh wow he's here checking out NXT this is super awesome like they and had then, the, they had but the skybound. But, no, but then they leave they're not there the next after so, I mean some people I think Warrior's <laughs> wife and children were sitting there the whole event and I'm not sure if Alundra Blaze was with them or not I don't I couldn't tell but mm-hmm. I thought she, I thought I saw her but I don't know for sure
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like well, you had you had. Um, if you have them sit out there for a match or two, whatever, it's fine, I think. All right, so
1: let's talk about the actual match. Uh, it was a good, solid match. You had McIntyre hit the Claymore at some point. Then in the finish, you had Bobby Roode hitting the glorious DDT, like pretty much a combo, rolling into going to roll into a third one, but that being broken up to be hit with the Claymore and lose the title. Uh, I thought that it was a really solid match, back and forth, And a lot of fun. Very entertaining. Yeah. I was like, it's like
0: insane where Drew McIntyre is now. Like he goes, he gets fired in 2014. Mm -hmm. Completely changes everything about him. As soon as he got fired, he was overseas winning that title. Yeah. And people were going nuts for him. And slowly but surely, building up, building up, building up, returns to NXT, and now he's NXT champion. It was fantastic. Very
1: awesome moment.
0: And then after this match, Drew McIntyre is celebrating, and through the crowd, Red Dragon appears. And they get up onto the ring apron. You're not sure, like, oh, are they about to align with... Drew McIntyre. And he's looking at them. They're looking at him. From the other side of the ring, hops over the barricade, debuting for NXT is Adam Cole.
1: Bay Bay.
0: Okay, relax there, bro. Um.
1: All right, so first off, I, I didn't think that Red Dragon was going to celebrate with... I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I would not have pictured... I was just
0: figuring. Oh, they're not like whatever. Adam Cole was just there. He was not gonna be. He's not gonna be in on TV.
1: It's just well, was- I definitely, really, I did not think that they were. I did not think that Red Dragon was gonna give him a high five and congratulate him. But I also didn't expect Adam Cole coming through the crowd to team up with Red Dragon. But something that bothered me was, and you can't fault them, the live audience. Cause Adam, so the camera well, showing Drew McIntyre, but then everybody's wait wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. I just but wanted. It,
1: I, yeah,
0: go I for was it. Gonna, I was gonna go for the back to the Sanity match, where people they were cheering for Sanity. People were going nuts when they won, and then Red Dragon came out, and all of a sudden it was like Sanity got booed, and they were cheering for Red Dragon.
1: I didn't see Sanity get. It, it seemed booed.
0: it seemed like that, like they went from being cheered like the most cheered to then Red Dragon being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" Yeah, I, I don't sanity. think it was.
1: I don't think it. I would yeah, never associate that with being booed.
0: That's what it kind of seemed like in live audience for me.
1: I don't know. I I don't see that as being booed. I just think see that as a an even larger pop for the audience. But with this, the crowd, so the camera showing Drew McIntyre, and then it, you see everybody start turning their heads. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then the camera goes to the opposite turnbuckle to show Red Dragons there, which you didn't see coming. But everybody's still facing the opposite turnbuckle. So you're like, someone's coming up behind McIntyre. And it ended up being Adam Cole. And he did his entire Adam Cole baby on the top of the stage, which I popped for. Which I couldn't see
0: because the lights yeah. were there. but
1: But awesome spot, awesome debut. Um, very happy to see him alongside Red Dragon as opposed to separate. I think that's really nice and I do like the uh, another stable. I'm a fan of stables. I think that that is really cool to have them together. It will be interesting to see if maybe Roddy joins them. but it seems I, like now Roddy's didn't even think of that. Yeah, but now it seems like Roddy's going to have his uh, eyes on well, Bau just got the call- up. So yeah, so it makes no have, sense uh, because we, we have, had we had
0: a, a thing a video that aired after Takeover where Roderick Strong was standing there. They tried to interview Bobby Roode. He was pissed off, and Roddy shows up and he's like, "I don't know, did he blow him a kiss in the
2: promo?" Yeah,
0: yeah, he blew him a kiss
1: and Roode flipped out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that was NXT TakeOver. Um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, we had the kickoff show. Taking place at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, kicking off, we have Ms. Raj and The Miz teaming up uh, to take on Jason Jordan and the Hardys in front of... I felt so terrible. Almost no, nearly no one? I would say maybe 100 people. Yeah, uh no one in the front row besides the WWE Snapchat guy.
0: Well, that's that's where they normally have like the celebrity, not celebrities but like the wrestlers families and stuff sit. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but nobody was there, yeah.
1: That's I awful. felt
0: awful for yeah, that like I that just like I don't know, I can't see that falling on WWE. I just blame Barclays
1: for that. I mean, the I blame both WWE should have had Barclays open up earlier. I don't know. But but in general, I think that The Miz, I mean, how much of it, I, I blame production too, through the fact that the camera was so far away from The Miz that you see that he is taunting one solo guy in the entire crowd. He's going up to the WWE camera and taunting it. What does that do? I mean, just really, really awful. Uh, Barclays Center, awful. WWE setting that venue up, awful. Should have been opened up sooner. I feel bad for any fan that has that missed action, especially because you had two title co- matches on this card. But uh, especially football. because like the Hardys were in this.
0: Yeah, a lot
1: of people wanted to see the Hardys. Uh, a lot of people wanted to see the Miz. The Miz still has a draw. Um, the other people are just kind of background, but the Miz and the Hardys, a lot of people come to you go to the events to see. And for the next match, people are like started to fill in,
0: but all, I would have been so pissed if I missed this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, just very risky on not allowing people in. Neville picking up the victory over Tazawa a title change in front of kind of people. I mean, people start to get in and they're like, yeah, Neville won the title. Wait, what? I, when did this happen? Oh, you just missed it.
0: Like I'm telling uh, you, I'm telling you, the, the 100% Rusev versus Orton should have been on the
1: – I agree. I
0: mean, obviously with what they did, that's why they did it on the main card. But
1: I I agree. I think that they could have had a little bit more time in this. But just awful. Awful, bro. Okay. But I
0: I absolutely enjoyed the first two matches. The third match, I think, um, sucks that it was on the kickoff show because I want to say this and the Shield match were the two, for me, the two best of the night. Really? Also, okay. I mean, Banks and Bliss was also really good, too. Uh huh. So those three, I think, were the top matches well, for me at
1: SummerSlam. Uh, I did. I think that the top oh, actually you know what? was the main event main event wasn't, wasn't bad either it was really good I thought that that main event was definitely the number one for me I thought that that was amazing but let's get on with the so Uso has picked up the victory over New Day and uh, won the titles yeah so kickoff not really much of a crowd we already have two title changes Two title changes in on the kickoff show, and no one's there. So now I'm okay with having title changes on the kickoff show. A okay. I am just not okay with it being in front of, uh, n- n- like a near empty crowd. I, I or not. Have, not I not, have, not, have not to a say, potential I, crowd. I have to has to fall on Barclays. That there's no way. I think it's both. I think WWE should have told them, let them in sooner. I think WWE could have told them, demanded that they – or even the, the setup of the event. When you set up the event, you don't say, oh, I'm going to start opening gates. Should open. they, WWE decides – I would just presume that they decide what time their event starts, what time their show is starting at. Yeah. I mean they book a yeah. certain time.
0: For, for TakeOver, they – I just get I get so pissed off with Barclays Center. Well, because All the the times just change, so you don't know. Yeah. But the match the match card itself for SummerSlam kicks off officially with John Cena
1: versus Baron Corbin. Interesting opener, but on the other hand, what else would you open with? Uh, outside of that, you're looking at another title match or Balor versus Wyatt. Uh, yeah,
0: that's true. Another title match would have been there.
1: So you would have had three title matches in a row. Who, who won? Court. Who won, by the way? I did. I had ten correct. You had five, and Erica had six. Jeez. So, yeah. Um,
0: definitely not your best showing. Because I went against my better judgment with much of the,
1: yeah. Some of these, as I was marking down the winners and stuff, I was kind of surprised that you picked some of the guys that you did. Um, but well, yeah, I so. mean, uh-huh. I'll speak about it later. But no. Uh, so Cena picked up the victory with the AA. Not much to see here.
0: Uh, it was a good match,
1: but it wasn't. It really wasn't. It wasn't. A, I don't think it was a good opener. I don't think that it would have been... I mean, outside of what you have, yes. But besides that, I mean... I don't think it was terrible, though. I don't think it was like... No. I would have... Like, this would have been a good spot for Neville Tezawa, But... Or the New Day spot.
2: Yeah.
1: But you can't put Cena on the kickoff. Unfortunately. Because you want to have impact crowd there, you know? But
0: could you imagine if he was on the kickoff and then he was the one in that... First match, like oh, people would have been because
1: John Cena sucks. (laughs) Yeah, right. They would have had like one person. Let's go, Cena. if they they did that, I feel WWE would have had to issue refunds to fans that that paid to see John Cena. You know how sometimes top
0: top merch seller.
1: Yeah, sometimes people pay to see Daniel Bryan, (laughs) and he got in when he was champion or whatever, and he got injured, and then WWE's like well, all right, well, we're going to offer refunds to anybody that feels that they should be refunded. That's also what Uh, I was
0: going to mention, I forgot to say before, where they had at TakeOver, Angle, Daniel Bryan, and a few of the NXT guys and girls were in the the skybox.
2: Yeah. Which
0: uh, I I was disappointed because as soon as they finished filming
1: that segment, they were out. I'm sure. They were out of that skybox. I mean, it's the same thing with people in the front row. No, same. because they sit out there and watch the matches. Yeah, all right. Um, but, yeah, so this match took place. And then the next match, Natalia picked up the victory over Naomi to win the championship, the SmackDown Women's title. Um, finally, someone reversed that. I'm going to call it the Glow Kicks finally someone reverses those those rapid fire kicks that Naomi does. Na- uh Natalia grabs her leg mid one of them and just pulls her pretty much right into a split. So are you fine with this or were you still so pissed? I still don't like the I still don't like it. Well, I mean like Natalia winning. I don't care. Mm. I, I it did nothing for me. I don't care for her. I mean, I'm happy that she's champion, but I don't care.
0: I wasn't expecting her to win. I was not.
1: I, I wasn't either, but I could care less. I mean, couldn't. look what they've... You mean, you mean couldn't. The, yeah, the title hasn't done all that much over there, so it makes no difference to me. Um, yeah. Uh, she picked up the victory with the sharpshooter. Any two cents? Up next, we had a
0: shark cage with Enzo suspended in it. Uh, shark cage was rather low, I felt. Really close to the ring. And like I said last week, Enzo will probably find a way to escape the cage. Yeah. Uh, this time it was just
1: comedically done, and the club weren't even involved here. Yeah, uh, no club, so I'm confused at that spot. I mean, maybe they, they if you basically
0: go with... wrote the club into the storyline and then didn't use
1: them. Yeah, uh, very interesting.
0: But but yeah, Cass ended up picking, up picking up the victory over Big Show, but with the shark cage spot, Enzo strips down basically naked, gets out of the cage. He's oiling himself up, whatever. Gets out of the cage, which we just kind of saw at the other pay-per-view with the Singh brothers. How they, they were able to fit through the Punjabi prison. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like the same spot where it's like th- like that's a cage designed specifically to keep
1: people out. But really, what did it do?
0: Yeah. And he, so he and gets so out of the cage down.
1: and then he gets hit. He gets kicked, the big boot, Turn around, big boots and big show. Uh, and then... Empire elbow, that's it.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, Big Show did hit him with the KO punch at one point, but it was in full impact because of his injury. Um, and he, yeah. What do you think about like the Empire the hands,
0: elbow? He was using the other hands and stuff too to do moves, but
1: yeah. What did you think of the What do you think of the El- Empire elbow as his finisher? I guess now. Um, I mean, bigger people tend to use moves like
0: that, but I feel like Cass could do something else.
1: I mean, he's. He's had previous. Like
0: I, I really like the East River, the East River crossing.
1: Yeah, I mean the only explanation I can think of is he can't can't get Big Show up. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, but I, I would have rather him finish the match with the big, with boot, the big boot than yeah. Empire elbow. Yeah, um, yeah, especially because it doesn't look like there's that much behind this empire elbow, but uh, empire elbow. Uh, next up. You had Randy Orton pick up the victory over Rusev. Pre match, Rusev beats down Orton. Orton, RK at 1, 2, 3. Pathetic. Um, next match, uh, Sasha Banks picked up the victory over Alexa Bliss, winning the championship, the World Women's title. Um, very entertaining match. You had Banks at one point hit the bank statement. Not I was gonna... disappointed, though, with the outcome, only
0: because we like, I wasn't seeing. I, I would I would have been completely fine with Banks winning. I'm fine with it regardless, which is one person. He's like I'm slash marking
1: out, um, but obviously I, what I wanted to see didn't happen. So I would have rather have Bliss pick up the victory and retain. I I am a big Alexa Bliss fan. I think that she if she retained that would have been great. I feel like there's too much title tossing back and forth yeah, with all these women,
0: especially with Banks. They even mentioned it on Raw. She's already a four-time champion for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. It's like, she's. I mean, maybe they just wanted to have her get tied to Charlotte to like further down the line,
1: maybe do something again with them too or something, which will suck, but. You know, I I don't get it. I mean, the only thing I think of for now, present day, is to set up Sasha Banks versus Bayley a little bit. Um, and maybe they
0: also wanted to cut off Bliss as in, like, not having the longest reign of the
1: title? Potentially. Which is a day shy of Charlotte's. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that little fact. I Interesting. Um,
0: Unless, let's see, this note well, says, the... WWE recognizes Charlotte's reign lasting as 114 days. Which Interesting. makes no sense. It happened at WrestleMania 32.
1: Well, the thing is with Banks, I mean, it's going to come down to her and Bailey, where they, she's going to claim Bailey can't pick up the victory without her. Uh, but as, and it also makes no
0: sense. Like, Banks was on, like, a losing streak in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't get where this is going to come into with Bailey because it goes into the entire you can't win without me. They face each other. And now, Bayley isn't what Bayley was. Like, Bayley is being heavily booed. Let's see if this continue carries over to the next audience to see how they treat Bayley. And it's weird that uh, over on the
0: SmackDown side, Naomi's actually the longest reigning SmackDown champion.
1: Yeah, she's held it for a while now. I, Not too long, actually, maybe.
0: Well, she had it for, uh-huh. she had the nine days after elimination chamber. And then she had 140 at WrestleMania 33.
1: Yeah, but like, which you know what? If it wasn't for her injury, it may have been a lot longer. It may have been a, a little bit longer. Yeah, she may have. She probably would have carried it straight through. Because Bliss has like 100, 100 of 10, 111. Yeah. With her two title reigns. Um. All right. So anything else about this? Uh, was just, yeah, none. Yeah. Next up, you had Finn Balor, the demon Balor, uh, awakened to face Bray Wyatt, pick up the victory. Demon entrance, thoughts?
0: I mean, it's the same.
1: Yeah. Uh, same, and I still hate that it was announced. Uh, it finish happened when Bray Wyatt went for that crab walking aspect. Balor pops, uh, pops up mid. Crab walk, surprising <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Catching him with the sling blade and then going for the finish. Um, it just like. It, is, it really I don't know. just makes. I, I didn't. I don't. What's with Ray Wyatt? I cannot watch any of his matches anymore. He hasn't put on anything that was. They're not, been, they're not
0: doing anything with him.
1: I mean,. His matches about, are meaningless. That's the thing. I feel like his matches are meaningless. I don't know if it's the booking or just. His matches. No, it's his booking.
0: And they're meaningless. They're absolutely meaningless. Put some meaning to this. He was supposed to be taking out every single person that was in that Extreme Rules match. Not one mention it, of it. Not one mention of it when he was facing Rollins last
1: month. Nothing. I think you could have held off on using the Balor, uh, the Demon, on this and had Bray Wyatt pick on the victory over Finn Balor. Interesting, because that's what I said. Yeah. What do you think if he picked up the victory over the Demon? I mean... I mean, the Demon honestly, doesn't have the Honestly, at this point, demon. it really it doesn't matter. Both of them are being booked awful. But then, if you haven't picked up the victory over the Demon, you don't have that future aspect of the Demon uh, having some sort of a SummerSlam streak. Yeah. Well, the Demon should, really should not
0: have been here. There yeah. was no place for him. Especially, you
1: flash forward to Monday Night Raw? What happens? Nothing. Yeah. Just very confusing. I mean I, I do understand why they have the demon here because it's SummerSlam and I guess they want to make it a uh, a Summerslam occurrence. But I think that the as you said, I would have rather Bray Wyatt pick up the victories over those contenders in that matchup. Um Yeah.
0: Bray's position sucks. Finn Balor's position sucks. I mean his
1: position sucks. I mean yeah, Bray Wyatt did pick up the victory over Finn Balor last week on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, which is I was like that makes me think that
0: Balor's clearly going to win. Yeah. The only person that should have won that match was Bray Wyatt.
1: I I questioned just because of the the demon aspect, but I don't think that it would have been bad if he did pick up the victory. I mean, I don't think that did. You could have the demon streak at WrestleMania. The demon has the demon been at WrestleMania yet? No, so you could have had the demon streak at WrestleMania, maybe replace that Undertaker streak or something similar. I don't think it has had to have been at SummerSlam. Just because you had it last year doesn't mean you have to have it this year. Um, and it sounds like it just sucks. Bray Wyatt wasn't even used after this. Uh, no, but next up stretch good match raw tag team titles on the line ambrose and rollins the shield 2.0 picked up the victory over cesaro and sheamus uh right off the bat ambrose and rollins working together and really solidifying that they are a tag team and having a lot of tag team moves again disappointed with the outcome
0: of this but i'm yes looking forward to i what else? what else they like deliver
1: Yes, I am. I think that they changed my mind, and I'm more intrigued. I want to see more of Ambrose Rollins now. I want to see this uh, break down. You know, yeah. I want to see it play out a little bit more. But pop of the night for this was Cesaro going into that crowd and shredding that beach ball. It's just pathetic, though. That that's so pathetic that. Like, you're
0: like people, are like, oh my god, Seth Rollins, oh my god, Dean Ambrose, my god, Cesaro's the greatest, blah blah blah. Maybe some say for Sheamus. not not the same way they say it for Rollins, Ambrose, and Cesaro, yeah. And then they're just in the crowd playing with the uh, uh, beach ball, yeah, doing the wave, not even caring. Oh my god, the shield reunited, let's throw a uh, beach ball around, yeah. Just- so, Cesaro jumping over the barricade running into the crowd getting to the security guard grabbing the beach ball shredding it open like Hulk Hogan would a t-shirt thank you yeah it's just like i still i sat at Monday night raw so pissed off they didn't you don't you don't see that at NXT yeah. it's like it could be like the same exact crowd but they're like more respectful Mm-hmm. it's just different
1: yeah just really takes a little bit out of it especially the fact that the wrestler has to leave his match to take away pretty much your play toy Yeah, I mean I feel like those people like who were playing with it should have been ashamed that he had to actually leave his match and take care of that it's a children's toy that can be played with as
0: an adult but you're not in a setting that that requires that. How do you feel about them
1: at concerts? Also stupid. Cuz they had those going during Eli Young band and that was kind of like distracting. It was like stop.
0: I hate like... stuff like that.
1: Even like I mean
0: I don't even care for balloons. <laughs> the only thing if you're if you're at a concert and it's not pyro, it's confetti. That's like the only two options for me. Yeah. Confetti, I don't mind. Because it like. I mean,
1: goes, I I usually don't mind beach balls, but sometimes it gets too, a little bit extreme. Um, I, I mean, did especially
0: like, when you have a match going on and there's like you're trying to pay attention to a match and everyone's like beach ball mania cheering cheering as uh, loud right. as can be for beach balls and, and now, now as have- loud as possible when they when they get taken away.
1: It yeah, takes away and- from the match. And then you have WWE putting out a notice, no, no beach balls or anything allowed in the area. So but then you have... A super strange. Then I saw a rumor that WWE is claiming that they passed it out. That they... But no, I'm like... Jerry
0: Lawler said he wouldn't put it past WWE. Oh. Well, that's...
1: Okay. Well, we
0: I don't... I could not see WWE actually putting those no. things out. But I was watching the screening process and they're not... They don't really screen people at Barclays. Mm-hmm. They really don't.
1: Shame on them. Um. All right. So I was a fan of this double team spot of the Razor's Edge. Uh, Cesaro. Yeah, which I,
0: I tweeted out. I hope that makes it into 2K18 because it's not the first time that they've done that.
1: Yeah. I just I, don't
0: think that's going to end That up. was one of Cesaro uh, Seamus's old... Yeah, It was old... Seamus's movie. It was the High Cross. The Celtic Cross. Or the Celtic Cross, whatever you want to call right. it. Right? Celtic Cross. Yeah, and they like they Michael Cole acted as if they've never even ever seen Seamus do that before.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's like and then, and then we had the whole conversation that it was it was the the High it was the High Cross and the the Pale Justice.
1: Okay. Um but I love that spot. And at the end of the match, I was a fan of, too, with the piranha top rope Karana into the uh, shoulder tackle, causing the finish of the match. I like that spot. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, you had AJ Styles defending successfully his U.S. title against Kevin Owens, uh, Shane McMahon referee. Uh, a lot of spots featuring Shane McMahon. The one thing I didn't understand was Shane McMahon – Like, would throw up his arms in shock at almost every move. Like, he was just, like, in shock and awe, he would throw up both hands in the air. And it was just, when he, come on, dude, don't oversell. (laughs) I understand the referee job, but come on, calm down. The the main
0: thing here, though, is AJ Styles broke the streak.
2: Hmm.
0: Every single match that was a title match before this on the card changed hands. Yeah. So people were like, oh my god, Kevin Owens is about to be US champion. Oh my god, Nakamura is about to be WWE champion. And oh my god, one of the three who nah. isn't Brock Lesnar
1: will be um, champion. Well, that could have been the, the entire outcome if it wasn't for all of these Shane McMahon spots. You had one spot where Shane was pushed into the top rope while AJ was on top of there. He had another spot where Kevin Owens pretty much pulled Shane on top of him to take the 450 splash. Um, and then you have that t- the tap out from Kevin Owens where Shane McMahon didn't see him tapping out, uh, causing Asia to get to Shane McMahon's face. Um, and then you had the pop-up powerbomb where Shane, uh, Kevin Owens was pinning Asia Styles, but then Shane, uh, Shane McMahon called it off because his foot was on the rope. I think they're doing – yeah, that was like – one,
0: two, he counted three.
1: Yeah, that, that I didn't get, that he counted three. Well,
0: he saw it at the last, as he hit three. Yeah. But I, I, I think they're doing a very good job at planting seeds for Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon.
1: I, I agree.
0: And I agree. that match is about to be insane. I hope so. I really it's, hope so. Like it's cool that we got to see Shane versus AJ Styles because that again that was one of the best underrated matches. I,
1: underrated underrated going in. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then it and was, coming for out me, as it was like the match
0: of the night. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Owens versus uh, Shane McMahon. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And yeah. a lot of people were complaining about this match, saying like that it sucked basically. And I'm like, they were like too much with with the. They were like too much with the referee stuff. Yeah. I I, I could definitely see that. But no, that's what this whole match was based on. The whole match was based on Shane McMahon, w- whether or not he's going to pick AJ Styles over Kevin Owens, or he gets kicked in the face on SmackDown. Is he going to choose play for Kevin Owens instead of AJ Styles? Yeah. Here he kind of teased both both spots more so for Kevin Owens than than against AJ. But
1: yeah. But very enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Up next for the WWE Championship, you have the champion Jinder Mahal retain and defeat Shinsuke Nakamura. Is the outcome not always the same?
1: Outcome is always the same. Seeing distractions, Mahal capitalizes. What does that say about your champ? Yeah, so it was
0: it was a fun match. I enjoyed I enjoyed the aspect of thinking maybe Nakamura could become WWE champion there.
1: To be honest, it didn't do much for me. It really did not do all that much for me. I I didn't care. That's what it comes down to. I did not care. I was not invested in this match. Um, I just I think that they need to. Definitely sit down and reconsider
0: the way that they're booking um, Jinder Mahal. Yes. Because come September, or um, when is it? October. Come October at Hell in a Cell, I I would assume we're going to be, like, that's like, the Singh
1: brothers a hundred percent can't get into the match. I would assume Hell in a Cell, and then get, they get in somehow. I, I would, mean, like that's what right now that's the what that they're booking. Well, what's Singh the brothers? difference of the booking of this and Samoa Joe? You're trying to build Joe, but every match he picks up a victory and it's tainted. I mean, he can't pick up a clean victory, right? But I think that
0: at, at Hell in a Cell, I think it's probably going to end up being Nakamura versus Mahal again. With, yeah. with Nakamura picking up the victory.
1: Yeah, I think that's very likely. Uh, next up, main event, four-way match for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman pick up the victory over Braun, Reigns, and Samoa Joe. Brock Lesnar it's, and
0: Paul Heyman?
1: <laughs> with Paul Heyman. Well, by this the way,
0: was, before we just move, I want to go back to that that fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said they, they, they did way too many uh, shark cage matches. Yeah. Um, but if you want to hang a shark cage above the Hell in a Cell, with the three Brothers in it, <laughs> I'm all
1: for it. It wouldn't That's make true. sense
0: with the whole, we just had a shark cage match two months ago. but
1: Yeah. Um, But this match was my favorite match of the night. And one of my favorite matches of the year. I was a huge fan of it. I love the aspect that I didn't know the... Uh, like, no one knew the outcome. As soon as... I don't know. As soon as Brock got taken
0: out and Booker T goes, oh my God, we're going to have a new champion. I was like, oh, damn it. Thanks for ruining it, Booker. <laughs> because as soon as he said that, I was like, there's no way we're not, we're not walking out of SummerSlam without Brock Lesnar as champion.
1: I still really love this match. I love it from the beginning where Braun and Lesnar so also,
0: also thought the beginning of the match was stupid because, because right from the bat, right off the bat, you should have had every single one of them going after Lesnar to make sure
1: that there will be a new champion. Disagree. I disagree with your disagreement. I love the start of the match where you break it down and then you end up having Braun facing off against Lesnar. They are looking one-on-one. There is no security, nothing separating these two from beating, the, beating each other up. And then they are about to, but then Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns blindside them. The crowd goes from cheering so loud for this to quieting down. But then Braun and Lesnar clear the ring again so they could finally face off again. The crowd wants it even more, and they get it they finally get that spot where they're going at it with each other. And I love that. I love that where you start to give the fans something and you make them want it and then you take it away and then you give it again and they want it even more and they get it. I love that aspect. I love that start. Um The one thing I don't love, and I think that you'll agree with, me, we'll both agree with this. We had a barricade spot. We had another barricade spot with the spear going through it. And, yeah. Yeah. But I I mean but
0: everything else though, like with, I we just saw somebody get thrown get hit with an office chair once before. Yeah. But we saw it again in this match. I was it two times maybe, or did he hit two people? I think he threw it at two people. That, I popped again for that spot.
1: Yeah, I love that chair spot. And I love the fact that Braun power slammed, Lesnar threw not just one. But two tables, and then flipped over the table onto Brock Lesnar. Which causing... uh,
0: I thought the aftermath of that was stupid.
1: So I agree with you that that where they started to get really concerned with Brock Lesnar's health, uh, and they had to stretcher him oh, out. But but even before that,
0: just getting the table off of him, they're like, "Oh, Brock Lesnar's legs could be shattered. They could be completely broken." So let's roll the table still on his leg, off his leg. Like, would Mm -hmm. you not think to, like, get a bunch of people to lift the table off? Yeah. But you got to work with what you have at times. (laughs) Uh, You still 100% could have lifted the table off. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then Brock gets carted out, which, yes, is good because he gets him out of the match.
1: Yeah, it takes him out of the match for a while. It gives gives
0: him, like, the 10-minute break or whatever that
1: he needs. Yeah, I mean it takes well, it puts all it really eyes was. puts all eyes on everyone else for a little bit instead of just strictly Brock Lesnar. And I'm I'm A okay with that spot. And then Brock Lesnar uh, this is uh yeah, Brock Lesnar returns and then him and Braun, he gets the better of Braun in this aspect. And then you have the coquina clutch being locked in on Lesnar, where you're like this is where everything started to break down, where you just like who's going to win? Who can like right now? It could be anyone. Brock Lesnar could have won right at when he reta- uh, came back, but now you have him locked in that the coquina Clutch, which he has passed out to in the past. But then it falls down to Roman Reigns hitting him with the Superman punches, but then ending with the F five. Well, didn't oh, and well, then didn't Lesnar counter the Kokina Clutch into the F five, and then Reigns? Yeah, and then Reigns got into there. I was just gonna mention with. Uh, Uh, Roman Reigns using the steel steps on Braun Strowman, busting him open. Uh, that looked like it it was painful. Cause when he hit him, he wasn't holding the steps really properly. Like he hit him with the, look like the corner of the steel steps, catching him on the side of the face, causing him to bleed. What do you think of, uh, yeah, it was a weird spot that he got cut. Like, it was just like, after he hit him with it, you could tell that he, didn't mean to hit him on the corner yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. What do you think, though, where Reigns hits all those Superman punches and then it gets scooped into the F5? I'm fine with it. Brock Lesnar's a beast. He's yeah, not... So is Roman it... Reigns. Huh? So is Roman Reigns.
1: I don't see him as much as a as a beast. Roman guy. Reigns
0: did exactly what Brock Lesnar did at WrestleMania, but better. Yeah. He, he retired Undertaker, quote-unquote.
1: I I don't – I think that I'm totally fine with this. The Superman punches, Superman punches, and then getting hit with the F5. I think this is just the same as him facing Braun Strowman where he hits him with the Superman punches. Braun Strowman doesn't go down, and then Braun Strowman has his little uh, comeback. I think this is the same. I don't think that it makes – I don't think it makes Roman Reigns look weak. It just makes him look defeatable. Which I think when you're facing Lesnar, when you're facing Braun, you're supposed to. When he's facing someone like Samoa Joe, definitely not. If Samoa Joe doesn't go down for this Superman punch, then I am concerned. If it's Lesnar and Braun Strowman that don't go down, or even Big Show, I'm okay with that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so this match, Brock Lesnar retained. I loved it. I loved this match.
0: Yeah, so SummerSlam, all in all, was pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty good. Um, uh, like
0: obviously, there was things we would have changed about it, but I yeah, some things I would. Coming off of last year's SummerSlam with Brock Lesnar defeating Randy Orton by knockout.
1: Yeah, this was an awesome SummerSlam. I thought. Yeah. But now we are going to – that just rolls right into the day after for Monday Night Raw. Monday Night
2: Nitro. Which Uh, kicks
0: off with the Beast Incarnate and Brock – I mean, and Paul Heyman. (laughs) And Brock Lesnar. You know know that nickname Paul Heyman has. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so Heyman basically speaks about Brock Lesnar retaining at SummerSlam – Putting the match over, putting Brock Lesnar over. More importantly, uh, mentions leaving and saying that I think he said that no UFC person or somebody in WWE can keep him down.
1: Let's Maybe. just mention it. Uh, yeah, real go ahead. Quick. Yeah, absolutely. During I think it was during Raw or SummerSlam that it got let out that John Jones it tested positive. I think uh, it was during Raw. During Raw, John Jones tested positive for uh, oh, no, it was illegal Smackdown. substance. I think so
0: it was on Tuesday. Down?
1: I think it was Tuesday. Well, he got he tested positive for using a illegal substance, likely steroids, uh, during his bout with Cormier, where he won back the title. Uh, this is coming out of his his suspension from failing a drug test, and then his hit and run accident, um, and just which didn't I mean, John I, Jones you know, call out Lesnar for using steroids? Oh, yeah. He called out Lesnar for the steroid use. But then he also called out Cormier after he defeated Cormier saying no steroids needed to defeat you or something like that. And you tested positive. Did you see that press conference with Dana White? Yeah, I
0: feel bad for Dana White. (laughs) Dude, it's hilarious. He's He's like
1: completely deflated. Yeah, it's like the Dana White that we... Barely ever see where he's just like at a loss of words and just like you can see his uh, defeat and his his um, disappointment in having to speak right now, you know, like as if Dana White doesn't have better things to do. Dana White, I think, is fantastic. I think he is amazing at what he's doing. Um, But this the only reason I'm bringing this up. Honestly, he's the Vince McMahon of UFC. Without a doubt. And the only reason why I bring this up is because of the entire rumors of Brock Lesnar leaving WWE to face John Jones because John Jones called out Brock Lesnar after he won the title. So that was a huge rumor floating around, floating around. And I don't mean to like – but I'm really also happy at this decision because now we are not going to get Lesnar versus Jones. That's not at all true. That's not at all true. What? That we're
0: not going to get Lesnar versus John Jones.
1: I hope we don't. There, because you John-
0: know, dude, you know that there's such potential for it. No. Yeah, sorry. No. So I'm sorry. This guy is a criminal. I don't want as much as I don't want to see run it. run accident. As much as I don't want to see it, WWE does what WWE wants, and, and I think that, and to well, top it off. They're gonna like first of all, Dana White in that interview said that this could potentially be it for John Jones. Yeah, he's career.
1: gonna this could be he's facing a potential four year suspension.
0: So Brock Lesnar versus John Jones in WWE, people are I mean, I don't want to see I'm that. Sorry, at all. for his
1: for his past, I think it's not no, no way in heck I wanna see that. I do not want to see John see it Jones at all. in WWE. I do not want to see John Jones in WWE at all. I used to be a fan of his. Used to be a fan of his until he tested positive for all these things, and he was a criminal, and all the drugs. I'm sorry. I hope that this guy find. I hope this guy checks into rehab. I hope he gets clean. I hope he rehab gets on serious. the. I hope that he gets on a good path, a healthy path, and I hope he gets help because the road that he is on currently is not a good path. And it's not a path that leads to anywhere uh, full of positivity. Well, I hope he really well, does seek help.
0: Positive for.
1: I do really hope he seeks health. But, but uh, help. that's
0: but that's the whole thing in WWE. Clearly, they already made it clear that they don't care about Lesnar taking steroids that because they didn't suspend him. UFC suspended him. <laughs> WWE's like, oh, he's still got to work this main event.
1: Yes, but uh, Lesnar so also with doesn't his... have a criminal past, right? So with recently. Uh, a recent criminal past that was brought into the spotlight. So they have,
0: they don't care about part timers doing steroids. They don't drug test part timers. I don't know at what point Brock Lesnar's not going to be called a part timer. He's been working every week, it seems. I why you did you want to see this or no? No, I don't. But okay. I'm saying both of them could be roided up in WWE as much as they want to be. And go on to face each other at a match at WrestleMania or something.
1: I'm sorry. I, again, I'm sorry.
0: I don't want to see it at all, but there's always, for you to say that it's like, lol, it's not going to happen, there's still potential there. No, no, no.
1: I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I really could, hope it doesn't. Right. But you could end up I, jinxing yourself. I really hope it doesn't because I will be so disappointed if WWE takes in this guy who is not on, the, not on a good, healthy path right now. He's going to be, he's on a slippery downward slope. And I hope that he recovers. Um, but yeah, so this ended up causing back to the promo, Roman Reigns. No, 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 no. no, no, no Braun no, no. Strowman comes Stroman. out,
0: gets face yeah. to face with Brock Lesnar, and then takes him out. Like that. Why didn't he do that at
1: SummerSlam? He did. But he did those two power slams to him through the table, taking him out of the match.
0: But Brock Lesnar was still well enough to get up, come back,
1: and win. Yeah. I mean, he still obviously stood up after these power slams and left the arena. Not, not he like he didn't get off, Out like he didn't have to get stretchered out like he did at the pay per view. Right, but he wasn't up like all healthy and everything. No, but so, I think that this is great and this le- the crowd was crazy. Yeah. Braun Strowman picked up that title. Braun Strowman w- isn't also competing with two other people in this, yeah, ma- in this yeah, aspect, right? Uh, causing a potential distraction. And then they, they made the match set
0: for No Mercy. Not No Mercy, is that true? Uh yeah, I think so. I think No Mercy. Oh yeah, yeah, No Mercy, yeah. I was confusing because I was just speaking about Hell in a Cell, but we were talking totally yeah. about SmackDown.
1: But this was amazing. My my
0: only gripe with this, obviously, for like the the mark inside is to not involve Heath Slater. Like what? if you had Heath Slater out before Braun Strowman just to tease like I want a championship spot or something because I, dude, they're mentioning it on Twitter.
2: Oh, with man, oh no,
0: man. no, come on, with Jinder being champion and Drew McIntyre being champion, three uh, two out of the three members so of three man. So you're band. gonna
1: have Slater come out and challenge Lesnar. Yeah, he did it before. They had uh, that spot before between Heath
0: Slater and Lesnar. It happened already.
2: Um, so I have, they could have
0: 100 percent done that again. Where. Slater still comes off like the crowd's going nuts for it. Slater could still come off being a goof, whatever, gets taken out. Strowman comes out, does what they do, what they do.
1: Spot wouldn't do anything to me. Uh, I mean, f-
0: I'm telling you for the fans in Brooklyn, I would assume that it would have went over huge.
1: Anything goes over huge if you're not Bailey over there or yeah. Emma. Moon.
0: At least I got to see Heath Slater wrestle that night. There you go. At in least you gar- got that in the, in the main him. event match against yeah. Curt, Curt, Curt Hawkins. So it was awesome to see Hawkins again in the
1: WWE setting. There you go. Um, yeah, so all that happened. Next, First match of the night, you have Enzo picking up a victory over Big Cass because Big Cass injured his left leg. Uh, potential, what they're saying, is a torn ACL. He even, this happened when he went out, for that big boot over the top rope spot, which he always does, uh, must have landed incorrectly. And he even tried to continue. They oddly went for that the what I would assume is the finish of the match, where he went for the empire elbow, and he just couldn't stand, hold his own weight and collapses. Yeah. Which
0: we didn't mention. Also, apparently, a takeover. Oscar might have broken her collarbone or did break her collarbone.
1: Yeah. Definitely. But see,
0: that's the good thing with NXT is that she doesn't have to compete for as long as it could take for her to collarbone to heal up. Yeah. But this match was kind of confusing with Enzo and Cass. Because it's like, Uh, like, A, A, in the first place, it was a Brooklyn street fight.
1: Why did we need to see this again between them? What stinks is this is going to only continue Enzo and Cass together. No, clearly not. I mean, clearly not, but I'm sorry. But if Cass returns and doesn't... I don't feel like we have a conclusion with Enzo and Cass, which I feel like I wanted. I, I wanted a conclusion with Enzo and Cass. And,
0: but I, what I didn't understand, like Cass just kept beating Enzo down and wouldn't pin him. And then Enzo got a few comeback spots in, but still, Cass immediately would shut it down. Yeah. And then the whole thing with his knee happened, and it's like, I don't... I just... I don't understand... Like, all of that could have been avoided if they just...
1: Ended it. Yeah. It sucks. I'm surprised that they didn't finish the match sooner. Like, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't just go for the pinfall, either, instead of having him roll outside the ring. Uh, Which,
0: I have to say, also, I mean... I can't really see from my seats, but once he got to a certain point and the, the Monday Night Raw was off air, it seemed like Cass was walking just fine. Yeah,
1: But I don't that know. could,
0: again, that could just be like my perspective of the, the height and everything. Yeah. But after this match, they were backstage with uh, Emma talking to Dana Brooke, basically saying how she's going to beat up Nia Jax and defeat her and whatnot. And then Jax was standing there, and then they had their match, which I mean it sucked because it was such a short match. But I'm just I'm happy that I got to see Emma wrestle.
1: It did nothing to me for me. Didn't care. I just, I, I just
0: hope that this loss that the that the lose the the losing streak that Emma has is going to lead to something.
1: I think it's going to lead to something, and it's not what you want to see at times um but next up you had Elias playing the crowd like a fiddle they which by the loved way, him first starts singing our truths theme song which
0: I thought was hilarious and he goes no I'm gonna sing a real song now yeah
2: I thought that, thought that was, that was really funny. funny
0: but uh we didn't even mention he was at SummerSlam too just
1: in a, in a great spot uh he even had an encore chant
0: yeah but he didn't again they didn't really I mean he didn't do anything there
1: no, I, I don't. I think it was a good spot to get him television.
0: I thought that we were going to see like some sort of debut or something with that, with him there. But
1: interesting. That
0: wasn't the case. And here he played the guitar. I was popping all over the place. Guys got awesome. talent. Yeah, and then uh, it was a very, 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 very quick match between him and Truth.
1: Truth. Yeah, had seemed I'm like very.
0: He, Truth had like the upper hand from the start, but
1: I, I still affirm that our Truth. Put him as a, a road agent. If you want to keep him around because he's veteran status or whatever, road agent. Um, so next up in the ring, you had Kurt Angle making an announcement, a special announcement. He wasn't in the ring,
0: which I was pissed off about. Not pissed off, but disappointed because I didn't get to get any good pictures of Kurt Angle live.
1: Yeah. Well, he brings out John Cena, uh, who, correct me if I'm wrong, they did advertise this, though. Disappearance, right? I thought he was
0: advertised for both Raw and SmackDown. I couldn't see any advertisements for SmackDown. After the fact, though, I couldn't find any.
1: Yeah, I thought that... he
0: was 100% advertised for Monday Night Raw. I just thought it was for, like, a dark match, but...
1: Because he was just like, who expected me to be here? And I'm like, wait, Brandon said that you were advertised. (laughs) So I think everyone expected (laughs) you to be there. Well,
0: I just expected him as, like, a dark match, but not to actually be on Monday Night Raw. Like, when Angle introduced... When Angle came out, whatever I was like, oh my god, here we go, here's a debut, and then Angle's like, for somebody returning to Monday Night Raw for who hasn't been here in over a year, I was like, damn it, it's John Cena. (laughs) Yeah, Cena comes out, he goes, oh, uh, blah blah blah, I'm back, blah blah. But uh,
1: interrupted by, uh, yeah, well, Cena, Cena
0: said that he came to Raw to stand face to face with a certain superstar, which Reigns comes out. And it just so happens to be that's who he wanted to go face to face with. Very convenient. They brought very up very the, convenient. They, they brought up the Twitter exchange between them and Cena's like I didn't come here to talk, takes off his shirt, they go face to face, and Miz and the Miz come out. Miz cuts a promo on both of them, which like Great promo. It was a somewhat similar in style to the one that he did on Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan, which happened a year ago yesterday. Which yeah, is Miz is
1: shooting from the hip a lot more.
0: Um, also, I just want to say it was really funny being there live. I mean, I'm sure I would have liked to see it in, on TV also, but John Cena gets booed a lot, and Roman mm-hmm. Reigns gets booed a lot, and I thought it was really funny with them just going face-to-face and ev- like, everyone was booed.
1: I think there's a difference, though. People boo Roman Reigns because they don't like him. I think people boo John Cena because it's fun. I don't know. Like man. I feel like I feel like the hate behind John Cena is a is different sort of hate than the one behind Roman Reigns.
0: So you think by doing that they're gonna have Cena get over? Like people
1: are gonna tr- start cheering Cena. Yeah, I think that they're gonna cheer for Cena during versus Roman Reigns. I feel like Cena is just like it's fun to do the John the Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. I feel like I mean, that's yeah. Just when I of, when I
0: go to events like I like. I can't choose, so I obviously I'm sitting there going, "Let's go, Cena." Cena sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's more of like the fun aspect. Like it's one of those like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm booing John Cena," but I actually do like him. Like I feel like it's one of those things. But I'm I mean, how there's could you, plenty of fans
0: who like hate John Cena.
1: I mean, there's plenty of fans out there that do actually hate him, which like, just makes no sense. Yeah, and it, I feel it, like it those really makes
0: no sense.
1: Yeah, I feel like those people are just like glued to like the loyalty to the Young Bucks you know like i feel like those are the sort of people that hate john cena which as long as you're bringing them up
0: there was graffiti in the bathroom at barclays center that said their catchphrase about the revival yeah blank don't make wrestling revival. fans don't make wrestling fans look stupid by doing stuff like that don't mark up bathrooms and stuff and, and do graffiti on um, in public pro- property and stuff yeah that's just that makes us look look awful as as a group
2: they won't
1: invite you back. <laughs> um, but and then, as you mentioned, with the how it is, it it's tough to hate John Cena. They put out that entire video um, with the by cellular, the
0: way, like Balea, Cricket Wireless. Like I don't know who yeah. is using Cricket Wireless.
1: I don't know either. But the, it's the same people that paired up with John Cena to, I think, last SummerSlam where they had John Cena surprise fans. I don't even. I
0: can't including even.
1: Including Kevin Loudspeaker,
0: or whatever. which is why I don't believe that was a real thing at all because that kid is an actor the kid that was used again in this the the um
1: the kid that with the he mom? was on
0: the the kid that yeah the one that was on no not with the mom but the kid with the longer hair he was on the toy that toy show i don't know and he's all over on youtube shows like eating food and trying food and stuff
1: interesting I'm,
0: I'm, i think his name might be toby but i'm not positive
1: well, I, I thought that this was an amazing video, very touching, very... Uh, it just shows how many people are really touched by John Cena, but also pro wrestlers, what kind of a connection that you have with all these fans. And John Cena, more than anybody, he has over 500 wishes granted for the Make-A-Wish Foundation.
2: And which is just the hearing,
1: most of any of anything. Yeah, he holds the record. And it just really shows the kind of character that he is who... You should strive to be, you know, like he he sets a perfect example for every pro, not even pro wrestler, but every uh, celebrity that is in the spotlight and every person out there. I feel like he's a great role setter. Uh, He's a great role model. And I, yeah, I, the guy, there's nothing not to respect with him. I'm sure there's a lot of pro wrestlers out there that will disagree because of politics, but I think the guy is a stand-up, stand-up guy. You know, I
0: mean, Public John Cena, the one that we know on television. Yeah,
1: is He's, Public John Cena is a mensch. He's a mensch. All right, so let's get back to Monday Night Raw. So um, Miz and the Miz come out.
0: Miz cuts an awesome promo. Cena proposes. Miz and a member of the Miz team up to take on John Cena and his new tag team partner Roman Reigns. Reigns is looking at him like all pissed like I'm not like what the hell I didn't sign up for this and then Samoa Joe comes out which I was like oh they're about to do a three a six man tag I thought they were about to like bury the hatchet there and Joe was going to tag up with Reigns and Cena and oh, uh, really yeah that's what I like I don't know why I wouldn't have expected that there's three on Miz's side two on the other side I didn't see fans Raines were going and, nuts uh, Samoa Joe on fans, this fans were going nuts for Joe and then Joe goes, "If anybody's teaming up with you, Miz, it's me." And yeah, then, every. And then uh, Joe attacked.
1: Um,
0: who do you start? Reigns.
1: About? Reigns, okay. and then Cena went after Miz.
0: Didn't Joe attack Cena?
1: Oh wait, maybe I think I Joe. Know. I
0: think Joe attacked Cena, and then Miz and Mr. Oz joined in, and the Reigns. St- yeah. Because then Reigns, because he had the Coquina Clutch locked in, and Reigns yeah. hit the Superman punch. Uh, or did that happen in the match, actually? Nah. I don't know. That happened. They all brawled, whatever. Which, I yeah, whatever. It was, it was a fine segment. I was fine with it. Yeah. All right. But it's so... funny, because I have not, uh, this whole Raw, I would have changed things here and there, but I, I was overall satisfied with all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a long time before I like when I've gone to a live event like um, like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. not an actual house show, where I where I didn't like everything on the
1: card. Yeah. Well, all right. So next up you had uh two oh five in the ring, mid Brad Metallic, Rich Swann, Ali and Alexander picked up the victory over Gulak, Nis, Tabari, and Dar. Uh Alexander hitting a lumbar check on Tony Nese. Tony Nese's airtime for that move I thought was pretty sick. I couldn't tell. I, I thought that was pretty sick.
0: But the only thing really to note here is that Noam Dard really kind of refused to get in the match. Mm-hmm. He didn't tag in. And uh, I was very, very pissed off here with the crowd. Because they cared more about the beach ball and doing the wave than the match. Yeah, it was very annoying. Mm-hmm. Also, something very annoying at Takeover and further shows. One, two, sweet.
1: Oh, I, I don't mind that. No,
0: that is very annoying. That was very, very annoying. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I said it to I him. I said to Tony Nese last time we saw him. I cannot wait to watch you wrestle in like Madison Square Garden or Barclays. And getting to see him wrestle, it was like, it's just, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. So next up, you had Rollins and Ambrose. uh,
0: And it's also really really cool to see Graham Metalli because the moves that he does are
1: so, like, Mm -hmm. nobody else does it. It's awesome.
2: There
1: you go. Well, Rollins and Ambrose, cutting a promo, saying, talking about challengers and everything. Hardy Boys step up to the plate. This turned into a match. Rollins and Ambrose taking on and picking up the victory over Hardy Boys. I think this match, I it
0: was, I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah, I, I think I think a win over the Hardy Boys, like it really helps the Shield look like a solid tag team. Mm-hmm. Because they, I mean, the Hardy Boys are the Hardy Boys. Yeah. So if you defeat them in that sense, it's kind of like the Cesaro and Sheamus working together type of thing. Hmm. But yeah. During this, instead of having Shield winning, I thought Authors of Pain could have debuted and taken out both teams here, because both teams—both um, teams are a super face. Authors of Pain would be heel. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it would have been really, really good to have them debut here.
1: I think that. I don't know. I, I have to really put some time into it to think about where I want to see Authors in Pain, if it's SmackDown or Raw. But, I mean, yeah. And then I
0: just, I wish I would have had the opportunity to see Cesaro and Sheamus here, but... Of course. Up next, you had Sasha Banks come out and celebrate the fact that she won the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss came out and invoked her rematch clause for next week. Which, hap- which just seemed like that was the theme for everything. Like we weren't yeah. going to see Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the championship on Monday Night Raw. We're going to see it. Well, nor should you. Well, it would have been awesome to see that, but whatever. Uh, but Sasha Banks versus Bliss could have been this week. Something could have been this week with them. I felt like, of, of the segments, that uh, this was the, the most disappointing Weak. one. Yeah, the weakest one.
1: But yeah, it just didn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it really it didn't. You had Bliss making fun of Banks basically saying she's a four-time champion because she lost it three other times. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then this again would have been a good place for Bailey to come out in Brooklyn. She the only time you saw her was at Takeover.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: unfortunate, but whatever. Yeah. Up next was also unfortunate because earlier in the night, Jason Jordan went up to Kurt Angle and said he wants to wrestle tonight. He'll get back to Miz another time, but he wants to face Finn Balor. And Kurt Angle goes, are you sure you're ready for that? Which he clearly wasn't.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, which,
0: again, they need to do something big with him. Otherwise, this is just going to be a train wreck.
1: It's I think still, it was a still, train wreck from the start it
0: does, with the it awkward. does not make sense that they were like, oh, by the way, Kurt Angle, we're going to make you have a kid now. And that kid's going to be Jason Jordan. It's just, yeah. It just that sucks, but and then for this match, the crowd again was ruthless for this. They're watching their their Demon King Finn Balor wrestle, not not caring at all. Is mm-hmm. why they put on a, a, a match wrestling. What is it? A shoot wrestling match? Whatever.
1: Yeah, it just team. wasn't. I, I did like the pack, fact that Balor refused to shake his hand. Yeah, what did you think of that? I didn't even, didn't even get to – I didn't see that. Yeah, he went to – and Jason Jordan went to go shake Finn Balor's hand, and Balor just kicked him instead of going for it. But it was – the crowd really was disappointing here.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and the spot that Balor's in and the spot that Jason Jordan's in, Bray Wyatt was not on the show, which sucked. Goldust wasn't even anywhere on the show. I thought he was going to be scouting at SummerSlam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't even make mention of that. Yeah. Um, next up, you had the main event of the evening. Cena and Reigns picked up the victory over Miz and Joe. Uh,
0: which I thought was a standard match. I, I it
1: was good, but
0: it. I mean, it, I don't want to say it came off as house showy ish, mm-hmm. but like you know,
2: yeah.
1: I did. I,
0: I did like the the tease of the Superman punch though. The setup of
1: Cena versus Reigns. Exactly. I think that's what the entire this is what aspect I was... of Yeah, the the main takeaway was Roman Reigns accidentally hit Cena with the Superman punch.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think the
1: end of the match
0: just came out of nowhere. And, yeah. And I felt like... Because, again, Cena, I guess, should have been more knocked out for the Superman punch. But...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But... Yeah, yeah so... That's it. it did I... did kind
0: of come off as house
1: showy, but Nah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, so that was raw. Let's talk about some SmackDown. Um, kicking off with AJ Styles in the ring, speaking about his victory from the night before. Yeah, only to be interrupted.
0: Well, he reinstated the U.S. challenge, the open challenge for the championship. Yeah, Kevin Owens came out to accept AJ Styles. Like you don't count. I've already defeated you. He, Kevin Owens blamed Shane McMahon, said he got screwed at SummerSlam. Shane comes out. And Kevin Owens argues with Shane about that three count where AJ's foot was on the rope. Mm-hmm. AJ gets pissed and he goes, "You know what? Just give him the match. I did it once. I did it twice. I could do it. I can do it every time." And and uh,
1: Shane says that this is your last chance at the U.S. title as long as AJ is champion. Oh, he said as long as AJ's champion? I believe he said that. I didn't catch that
0: part. I'm almost certain that's what he said. And then uh, Kevin Owens demanded that he gets to pick his own referee because he got screwed by the normal referee. He got screwed by Shane McMahon. So he wanted to pick his own ref. And AJ's like, just give it to him, Shane. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So that was that segment. Up next, you had Aiden English in the ring with the spotlight on being the drama king. Doing his whole shtick and everything. And it was interrupted by... His spotlight goes out. And then you hear the piano. Of Bobby Roode. What was your reaction? Um... It was... I, You know, I didn't expect Bobby Roode there. I expected somebody else there.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So for Uh, that
1: aspect, surprised?
0: Um... I feel like when Rude's music, well, when mu- when his music hit, I was like, I, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised or shocked or anything, but I was like, damn, this is awesome. Uh-huh. But it was, like, expected. I was like, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Because you saw him on the well, time no, not even, not even that, just, like, to have, like, I thought somebody would either return or debut for that segment. Mm-hmm. And then you had Bobby Roode do make his main roster debut.
2: Yeah.
0: But when I did, when I walked into the arena about like an hour before the doors opened, I heard Bobby Roode's theme song playing, which I didn't even realize. Like I, I like, I had like a moment by myself there to like process everything that was going on in my head. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're playing Bobby Root's theme song. That's like, I was like, maybe they're just like testing it. And it's such a good theme song that like, of course they'll use that to test the sounds or something. Yeah. And then the doors actually, when the doors actually opened, you're walking through the arena and you look up at the, the Titan thing. They had Bobby Root's graphic up there. And I'm like, maybe the, again, maybe they were just testing
1: You think someone messed up
0: with this during, like, the practice one? 100%.
1: Someone messed up and left that on the screen? It
0: should have. As soon as somebody realized, because it wasn't on, like, the Titantron. It was on the scoreboard. Uh Uh-huh. And as soon as somebody, like, realized that it was there, it cut from that to a shot of the live audience, which was nobody yet, to, well, I mean, clearly enough people for it to have gone... Get posted to Twitter. I saw.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, and then it just switched to a, a blank screen. Huh. But they should have definitely not been testing that with doors open like that. Like the theme song in general.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe they. Maybe Bobby Roode was practicing the run. Which makes no sense. He, he didn't run like through. they didn't
0: do. That was completely not necessary to put a theme song there Mm -hmm. unless they were like, unless they like get time down pat for that. Like you have four minutes, your entrance could take one minute or whatever and then do whatever. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But again, the doors should not have been open for that. They should have done it earlier in the day. Yeah. But it was a good debut for Bobby Roode on the main roster.
1: Oh, big time. I mean, I feel like that was successful. He came out, the crowd loved it, and he hit the glorious DDT to finish the match. And then post-match, he even had a little interview.
0: Yeah, with Renee Young.
1: Which I was a fan of, and the crowd loved it. Yeah. So
0: Up uh, next, Daniel Bryan was backstage talking to Chad Gable and said that he didn't just let Jason Jordan go to Monday Night Raw. And in exchange for that, he had Kurt Angle help him sign one of his friends. And as soon as he said that, I marked out. I was (laughs) like, because, like, who else? Like, come on. Obviously, it was Shelton Benjamin. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And uh, then Daniel Bryan brought brought in Shelton Benjamin, who is now going to be Chad Gable's tag team partner. Yeah. And they're like, you could prove that you guys mesh well next week. And I'm like, no, what the hell? Like, even when Nakamura came up to the main roster, he had that dark match. Yeah. Against Ziggler. Like, they could have given, like, what the hell, man? I wanted to see, I definitely wanted to see Shelton Benjamin make his return, in-ring return at WWE. I'm sure. But I'm still, I'm, I'm happy that we just got to see that. It was cool.
1: Well, did you, I, I, I didn't
0: mark for this moment
1: or anything like that. It, it just didn't do anything.
0: I don't know, I popped. I just think it's weird that, like, again they're going back to the whole tag team thing
2: Mm
0: -hmm. but up next you saw the Usos defeating the Hype Bros which uh, it was a surprise to see Ryder
1: wrestling then yeah very happy to always see him in the spot uh, on TV and everything yeah so uh, it just
0: sucked because the crowd again here was more focused on beach balls mm mm-hmm than the the actual match.
2: Yeah. And I just like, really,
0: in, in the, the outcome of this, I just wish that New Day was on SmackDown. I just
1: wanted to hear, oh, Brooklyn. But I'm that, surprised that they weren't. Yeah. Uh, especially the Brooklyn crowd hyping that this is where they won the titles and stuff like that. But it's also and, again where they lost the titles now. Yeah, but even still, just not to appear is a weird... Uh, decision. Yeah. So um, I would have liked yeah. to have
0: seen that, but again, the crowd sucked for this. Um, and uh, also, when the Usos cut their promo afterwards, I thought maybe, like maybe they'd have a face tag. Maybe the authors of pain could have apparently like be face coming up to the main roster. I don't see that happening, but because mm-hmm. it seemed like another tag team would come out during that promo, but. It wasn't the case. And yeah. up next, you had Nakamura defeat the Singh brothers in a two on one handicap match. Really, not much happened. Jinder Mahal attacked no. Nakamura after the match, but Nakamura battled back, hit the Kinshasa.
1: Really, nothing's here at he all. Just,
0: just uh, gets Nakamura his title shot again, another title shot.
1: Yeah, another title shot,
0: and which again, hopefully, I, at, at Hell in a Cell, he'll become champion.
1: Yeah, big time. Um, and then after this shindig, yeah, had Natalya doing a little promo, led into Becky Lynch and Naomi picking up the victory over Carmella and Natalya. Uh, Carmella taking out Natalya with a baseball slide at one point, and that was the breakdown of their tag team alliance. Um, I did like that during the match. Carmella was kind of talking to Ellsworth about cashing in. Yeah, she always making reference to the briefcase and being like, she, should, and I, she, "Should I do it?" When Naomi had
0: Natalia locked in that submission, she had Ellsworth give her the case. So she was standing up on the on the ring apron with the briefcase, and then Natalia got out of it. Saw she had the case. They argued
1: some more. So I thought. Yeah, I they, thought it was, did, they uh, didn't do any of those spots when they uh, were at the house show.
0: I thought it was really good that they actually even like teased that. You yeah, know, like, the only thing that I was disappointed with this was uh, the fact that I didn't get to see Naomi's title. I, w- I would have liked to have seen that. Oh. In person, I mean, that jacket that she wears was like <laughs> my eyes couldn't comprehend what was going on. Yeah, that is a pretty... It's like wild. that jacket doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, it's I don't I don't know how it works, but it's it's really cool. And it definitely, I think, she has a better jacket than Jericho does a vest or jacket.
1: I agree with you. I think that her jacket is a lot better than Jericho's. Because Jericho. it,
0: it's a white jacket that I guess is just like has those lights inside of it that it's really cool. It's a really cool jacket. Yeah. Up next, Alf Ziegler made his return to television, absent since July fourth, and Mm -hmm. uh, cut a promo saying that he realized what he realized that he has to do in order to be successful in WWE. He listed a bunch of things off. He was like, "Maybe I'll start singing."
1: I don't don't know if he was mocking it or like, like that's what
0: it seemed like. Like, oh, I need lights. I need a robe. I definitely need a robe because
1: like I need I need to dance. I need glow. I, like he was mocking everybody on the roster. Yeah, from Aiden English to Naomi, and even up to Bobby Roode. Yeah, to Bobby Roode. Uh, but I let's see what happens. And you know,
0: in, in in that episode of SmackDown Fashion or that week, whatever, you'll find out next week. Yeah. From there we went backstage again with Lana trying to build Tamina up as the most feared woman on SmackDown, not really understanding. I don't understanding. get this alliance. Yeah, not understanding it at all, at all.
1: What is Lana getting out of this? Yeah,
0: I don't I don't why didn't you just team her back with Rusev? Makes no sense.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see it. But what I did see was the main event AJ Styles picked up the victory over Kevin Owens. The referee, well, Kevin, Kevin Owens, was, was searching all night long, running yeah, into first, Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn's, uh,
0: he take, he was like considered it. Ran into him again. He goes, you know what? No. I thought it was funny though. Like he, Kevin Owens wasn't r- wrong with what he was saying. He goes, you really oh. haven't done anything. Uh, oh. And then then Brizango basically volunteered for, Which was for funny. that. And he, again, he was like, no. And then he tried to call them back. And, like, I guess he reconsidered it. But Corbin showed up. Baron Corbin said, uh, if, if you win the title, I want a shot. And he goes, when I win the title, you'll get a shot. Yeah. So, and it's funny because, like, I mean, not funny, but I'm thankful that they had Brizango on SmackDown like that. And that I actually, they wrestled in the dark match against the Ascension. I'm happy with that because they said Brizongo returns in two weeks. Yeah. So I, I guess they were just taking a break from doing the skits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would assume. So I'm,
0: I'm happy that I got to see Brazongo wrestle at least.
2: Yeah.
1: But this all led into Baron Corbin as the referee, uh, which during the match he ended up giving up that but, referee but even, but even before that,
0: though, I, I actually enjoyed Baron Corbin calling everything down the middle.
1: Yeah, he was fine with it. It was
0: really, yeah. And then you had the one spot where Kevin Owens, I don't know if he did. From my view, I couldn't really tell if Kevin Owens touched the rope or not.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know. It it was a weird. uh... I'm going to
0: assume he didn't, but Baron Corbin broke up the calf crusher. And they argued. Shane Shane McMahon ran down, got angry with Corbin for doing that.
1: And then Corbin just was just like, fine, you want to be ref? Here you go. Which, and then that was pretty much the end of...
0: Again, like I'm super satisfied with that. I'm happy I got to see Shane McMahon referee a match or just work in general. It was awesome. Yeah. So, and then Shane ended up uh, counting three for AJ Styles, which just feuds the, fi- the fuel again for Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon.
1: Yeah, which is a uh, match that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> So that is SmackDown. Moving uh, on
0: look. to just two. Do you want to do
1: 205 live? Uh,
0: uh, if First, you want to. Uh, just to. Just to cover it really quick. Uh, they had Cedric Alexander and Graham Metallic teaming up and defeating Tony Nice and Drew Gulak again. Awesome scene. Nese. Uh And then they had, they were supposed to have a duel Jack Gallagher versus Brian Kendrick. And then he sent out a clown instead, which turned out to be Rory Gulak. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Uh, and then the clown, smacked Jack Gallagher, he got beat up. He went to put him through a table. Brian Kendrick attacked him from behind with William III. And then put him through the table. Yeah. And then the main event of 205 Live saw Neville... Defeating Akira Tozawa to retain the, the Cruiserweight Championship, which I was like, I was so pumped, first of all, just in general, to see 205 Live.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I was like, oh, that's awesome that we're getting to see this match in general. Um, and then I, I thought one of the spots in the match I thought was brilliant, um, Neville was at the top rope and Akira Tozawa kicked the top rope in order to knock him off the rope. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, just
1: all, all around good spots. But yeah, he
0: fell short and uh, Neville picked up the victory and he cut a promo afterwards with, about his about winning and how nobody's going to stop Neville. He's king, whatever. And then Enzo Amore made his 205 Live debut.
1: Which is a great spot yeah. for him.
0: Yeah, and the crowd went nuts for that. So
1: That yeah, was perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then just real quick, NXT the the matches they taped before Takeover, you were they they had no way Jose his entrance and he got attacked by Lars. Is it Sullivan? Oh uh, yes,
1: Lars Sullivan.
0: He got attacked by Lars Sullivan, so that match didn't happen. Really happy I got to see uh, Lars Sullivan, just even if it was that minor segment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then yeah, guys got, got talent. Yeah, future. I'm a I'm a fan of Lars. And then they had Peyton Royce defeat Sarah Logan, which, again, I was happy. I got to see Sarah Logan and Peyton Royce. I wanted to see both of them. And in the main event, you had Pete Dunn teaming up with Wolfgang to defeat Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. I would have preferred for a United Kingdom championship match to actually be on the takeover card. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was so happy that we got to see this match.
1: I I am a fan of... uh... British Strong Style teaming up, though. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, is something that a lot of people wanted to see happen. So hopefully, British Strong Style does remain a tag team. Yeah. And, and, and uh, like, I, would just, I just want them incorporated.
0: Like, this was a perfect... They main-evented the episode of NXT. It's yeah. just a, a perfect way to incorporate them into the product. I,
1: yeah, I agree. And everyone was over with the crowd, and it was
0: good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm again, super satisfied I got to see Wolfgang wrestle. There you go, Brandon, Brandon is open. super
1: satisfied.
0: Yeah. But now, we will take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. What's up, everybody? This is WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 342. Uh, just moving on to, I mean, outside the ring news, kind of, really quickly. <laughs> I mean, there's really not much, but it's it was reported no. that Rusev and Lana both asked for their release from WWE. But I know I, I
1: haven't seen this rumor.
0: Yeah, it never... was, apparently there was it was rumored on the 20th mm-hmm. of August, like that's when it started, and then I guess more and more news sites started picking it up. But uh, Lana shot shot it down on Twitter. So yeah, you know, it's, it's it, I think it's super stupid that Rusev wasn't even used on SmackDown. I also, I think it sucks that Mike and Maria weren't used on SmackDown,
1: mm-hmm. but what are you going to do? What you going to do? Um, Yeah, some celebrities that were in attendance at WWE uh, for the week of uh, everything that they did in Brooklyn. Jeff Ross, Michael Che, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Seth Green, Macaulay Culkin, and Anthony Bourdain. It's Manuel. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Anthony a new uh, member of Titus Worldwide.
0: Which, that segment was fantastic. Everybody should watch it. It's on WWE's YouTube page. Check that out. Yeah. And it was also being reported that Undertaker and Michelle McCool were backstage at SummerSlam. And this whole week, which uh, they were in town. There's video clips of them in town. Um, but Jerry Lawler said that it could be just for a new video game that's coming out next week, Uh, not next week, next year, I think, but it's unrelated to 2K. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know what they would need that would require somebody to be fully scanned for the full body and everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know what other game they would be thinking of. I mean, they already have a puzzle game out. So I guess we'll find out next year. Yeah, uh
0: and that, well probably before that, but maybe not. Um and then the news last week that was definitely going to be my mark out moment of the week. Uh, I just forgot to mention it. They they released that The Rock did the soundtrack for 2K18. Um and then I popped big time because Soul Soul Man by the Blues Brothers made its way onto
1: the soundtrack. Yeah, they got a bunch of other songs: "Smoking" by Boston, "Runaway Baby" by Bruno Mars, and "Down with the Sickness" by Disturbed, too. Yeah, and then a
0: bunch of others. I'm I'm actually because The Rock did it. I'm surprised there's no Elvis on there. Hmm. But surprise uh, tracks. Maybe it's like too much money or something. I don't know. But they released more names for the roster this week. For two K eighteen, so you wanna take A, B's, whatever, we'll just go. Yeah. Ahead. Uh
1: AJ Styles, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bobby Roode, Brock Lesnar, and Brutus Barber Beefcake.
0: Which Bobby Roode's entrance, awesome. They have the crowd singing along with it. The only disappointment is that he turns the wrong way on the thing. There's like that, you know that thing that he stands on? The yeah. circle thing? Every entrance that I watch of his that he had that it turns the other way that it's in the video. hmm Which I don't know how they like just make that they don't like I, I don't know if it happened once that he did turn that way, but I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But they also have Daniel Bryan, Earthquake, Eddie Guerrero, Edge making her debut in the game. You got Ember Moon, you have Goldberg, Greg Valentine, Ivory,
1: Usos, Nightheart, Cena, uh the Von eric's making a return, Carrie Von Erich, Kevin Von Eric. Uh, Kurt Angle making his debut. Well, not debut, return. Return. Just like return after
0: ten years or so. Yeah. Which it's awesome. They showed off both of them. I'm so happy that the wrestling machine version is that attire, and it's like a hundred percent confirmed now. The ECW gear. I'm um, because the the renders that they had for him warrant those mm-hmm. attires. So. But uh, yeah, you got Larry Zbyszko, Maurice making her return into a video game, Mickey James making her return into a video game. Also been a while,
1: Mojo, Naomi, Natalya. Uh, you oh. got Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, Nakamura, Tamina, Godfather, Miz, The Rock, Triple H, and last but not least, Zack Ryder. I'm actually I'm surprised
0: that they didn't say Papa Shango in this. Also, like they did with Diesel, they were like and Kevin Nash mm-hmm um and then also same thing goes for it's it's weird that they omitted like tag team partners like larry zabisco and arn anderson like arn anderson like they could have been hand in hand but mm-hmm. i think arn was confirmed last week maybe but maybe not i don't remember and uh also earthquake typhoon should have been confirmed but
2: that would
1: be really awesome
0: yeah so dave shameless plugs
1: Plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Richard at, uh, this is Richard Holiday, at Most Marketable um, Pro Wrestler over there. Also, go check out Absolute Wrestling Entertainment at A Wrestling E. They have an event taking place um, next oh, in a few months, October 15th. In Ontario, so go check them out. You can go follow them for a little bit more information. Also, go check out we got Darius Carter. Go follow him at Mr. Darius Carter. Uh, he's just still picking up uh, titles everywhere. He's the current LDN uh, LDN Wrestling Champion. Also, go follow Melody at Melody and uh, ninety three at I follow WWE. Jamie at Axel underscore Foley 13, Jason at J underscore Lass, and Christopher at Pure underscore Genius. Also, go check out Team Awesome 418 at Team Awesome 418. Lorenzo has an amazing group over there. And follow them on Twitter um, and Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Also, go check out Shining Wizards Podcast at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Um, Go check them. Their website. Go listen to them. They go live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Um, and it, you could, you should definitely subscribe to them and check them out. Go purchase their t-shirts. Prowrestlingtees.com. Um, also, go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast. They have a ton of interviews over there. Uh, they release their episodes every Friday at Weekly W Podcast. WeeklyWrestlingPodcast.com. Um, let's make sure I got. Almost everyone. Weekly IQ one oh one. Go follow them at Weekly IQ one oh one. They their podcast, they just released an episode with an interview with the Beach Bums. So go listen to them, go support them. Jonathan at Mr. John Faust Uh you got let's see, Montreal Broski at MTL Broski. Go check out first thing in the morning. Aubrey at Aubrey Clark forty one. And then you should also go check out this uh random person that did this but bttg161 go follow them.
0: again stop doing that like you don't have to i yeah, get put over
1: I, enough yeah you do all right well <laughs> that is all she wrote speaking for of being put his, over yeah hey brandon shameless shout outs
0: for the past two years, uh, after NXT TakeOver, Triple H has been getting a shout out, so this year it's no different. Um, I really, I do, I really like going to those shows, and without Triple H, we wouldn't have had any of it, so
1: definitely yeah, deserve that. Someone, for all those people that put him down saying he buries, he buries, he buries, uh, look at what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, just on the main roster, not,
0: not really necessary to, for him to wrestle anymore in 2017, but, uh, next up goes to Taz, cause he killed it again, another, uh, special edition of the Taz show, uh, after SummerSlam, I think it was on all the CBS radio networks, and the show's awesome, so if you're not listening to the Taz show, definitely, you, sh- you really should be.
1: Get on board?
0: Yeah. I definitely I'm such a fan of it and it's really it's crazy how he crossed over into that. Mm. And last but not least is an anti shout out, which I think this now might have the most anti shout outs of anything. Any guesses? It's really simple. Oh. You should think about it.
2: An anti shout out?
0: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to say it's it's going to be Party Center. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the worst run venues that I've ever been to. Their social media account tweets out one time that the doors open. There's an email that was sent out apparently with another time that I never received. And then you get there and it's a completely different time in general that the doors are going to open. Have you contacted them at all and complained? No, I I, con- I complained once before and I never heard back. You should... I, I've, I have no, like, I really, I hate Barclay Center. When they opened the the gates at TakeOver, I literally saw people get trampled.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: opened one one little guardrail they moved, and then people just, like, it looked like uh, Black Friday.
2: hmm
0: At Walmart. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't see how you expect people, like, there were children that, that, like, could have gotten really injured, and luckily nobody got injured. But. It's just, it's absurd. It's a a pathetic venue, pathetically ran. It's garbage. But, what are you going to do? The content, at least, was decent. More more than decent. It was really good this weekend. So those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for...
2: Hour. Hour.
0: That's right, our mark-out moment of the week. Uh, There's a few collective ones, a few by ourselves, I guess, and then non-wrestling-related ones, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, Um, I guess
1: you could start with one that's not collective. All right, not collective. Uh, While at the wrestling event this past week, I definitely marked out for seeing uh, Devon Dudley, uh, who was working as an, an agent, And he was just standing there in between, like, the sections, just chilling, Um, not even, it was before the event even started. And then also seeing Luke Harper in action, I definitely marked out for, uh, I wasn't expecting to see Luke Harper. Um, Another thing that I marked out for this week was the Funko Pop figure being announced uh, for Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder finally getting his own Pop figure. Unfortunately, it's going to be a New York. uh, From what I believe, it's going to be only a New York Comic Con exclusive. But there's no
0: word on if it's going to be a shared exclusive yet. So there's still potential for that. Where, like, yes, it's a New York Comic Con exclusive, but then they'll change the
1: sticker and release it at like Toys R Us. Yeah, I really hope that
0: Comic Con exclusive also.
1: I hope that it will be easy to get my hands on this product.
0: Yeah, because I don't collect Funko Pops. The only ones that I own are the two Power Rangers. And if I was going to get a, another pop, it would be Zack Ryder.
1: No, I have a few, but not. I mean, I only have three Doctor Who and then uh, Braveheart. And then I have uh, I actually have uh, two little keychain ones. Most important one is the TARDIS, though.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, then yeah, I, was, I, I already said that I pop for the Blues Brothers being on the soundtrack. For 2K18. Mm -hmm. Also, seeing Wolfgang before TakeOver was awesome. Um,
1: Yeah, I know you've been a fan of his for a while.
0: Southpaw Regional Wrestling got released. Did you you watch it?
1: I watched the first episode.
0: Oh my god, you're behind? Are you kidding me? I can't even talk about it.
1: No, go ahead. Talk about it.
0: I'm not going to spoil or anything, but it's a prequel. So now we find out exactly why everything is the way it is. But... It's awesome, and I, I hope that they keep doing more of these.
1: And six episodes is not enough. We need a whole series, a whole season.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: what else? Uh, Adam Cole, Aligning with Red Dragon, I definitely marked out for. Um, Sanity's Entrance for the 2K18, was I marked week? for that. That was last week. Yeah, I'm Roasted. Yeah, but I don't think I mentioned it last week, yeah. did I? Yeah, we did. Uh, well, Bobby Roots. Uh, in addition to that? Uh, I mean, outside of wrestling, though, I think the biggest one is the
0: fact that Taylor Swift announced a new album. Yeah. And the first single drops tonight on Thursday. So,
1: to be continued with that, still waiting for her to shoot us an email to be musical interlude. Uh, (laughs) Marknow1 at gmail.com. Thanks, Taylor.
0: Yeah, so that was our mark-out moment of the week, and that concludes our show. Episode number... 342. Check us out. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at rave underscore M-O. Shop for some t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, am I missing anything else? MarkingOut.com. No, I think that's it. We wish you
1: the, the. Best, Best of luck, luck in your, your future endeavors. Endeavor. Have a-